Hello, I'm Adam Drent, the host of a podcast called Out of All Doors, but this is not an episode of Out of All Doors. This is special bonus content related to Out of All Doors that we threw together in lieu of a full episode because I just took a 10-day outdoors vacation with Matt and the Saint, and now I'm in the process of moving. So the prospect of assembling an actual episode this month was too overwhelming. So instead of an episode, you get a new helping of Squall Takes the Bait, one of our least popular segments, stretched out over two and a half hours. In the following discussion, you will hear the history of Squall's ill-fated used bookstore that he owned and operated in Syracuse, Indiana for six months in 2011, as told by myself, Matt, and the man himself, Squall. The name of that store was Seriously Books. Let me issue several disclaimers before you proceed. Number one, if you've never listened to Out of All Doors before, this is the worst place to start. I would suggest beginning anywhere else except for the Ghosts episode, of course, which I do not consider to be canonical Out of All Doors. Number two, the history of Seriously Books is inextricably linked with the life of Squall, and as such, the tale is a sordid one. While I did my best to keep the conversation from becoming too explicit, and also engaged in a little strategic editing here and there, the fact is that the history of Seriously Books cannot be properly told without referral to sexual topics, specifically pornography and prostitution. Number three, this conversation was recorded late at night, a time when I am at peak energy, but a time at which Squall and Matt, who have normal sleeping schedules, are not at peak energy. As such, the conversation begins to lose momentum at the end, but again, this is solely because we were recording late at night, and surely not because the conversation went on for two and a half hours. And number four, while this topic has little relation to the outdoors, I thought that perhaps some listeners may be interested because of Squall's occasional and notorious appearances on Out of All Doors. And the story of Seriously Books is one that I believe deserves to be heard. Please bear in mind as you listen that, if you choose to proceed, you will hear many untruths asserted and many truths denied. You will hear exaggerations and you will hear minimizations. You will hear misremembrances declared as established facts. And you will hear an attempted description of a terrible whiteboard illustration of the word consignment. But my hope is that somewhere in all this bickering and snickering lies the history of Seriously Books as it actually happened, or at least as we recall it. And if by listening you aren't inspired to incompetently pursue your ridiculous dream, then I at least hope you're entertained. At least for, like, the first hour. Let's begin, shall we? Well, Squall, speaking of ancient history, the reason that we've gathered here tonight is to do a oral history, a retrospective, in a way, a requiem. Yeah. We are poking around in the rubble. Of the once proud name of Seriously Books, a small, quaint used bookstore that died before its time, never to rise again. A dream sought, mm-hmm. found, bespoiled, <laughs> and lost, and abandoned forever. Never to be returned from. Never. And that is true, right, Squall, that you have... No inten- no plans, no intentions of ever bringing Seriously Books back? Oh, yeah, it'll be back. And it'll be back better than ever. And there will be no Ottomans 
There will be no Ottomans allowed in the. All right. Well, we will certainly get to the Ottoman. <clears throat> no, no telling of the history of seriously books would be complete without mention of the most revolting Ottoman in human yeah. history. <laughs> it's that may be seriously uncanny book. how much stench that Ottoman emitted. That may be seriously books. Most lasting legacy. Yeah, and it's it's a microcosm of seriously books as a Pandora's box of stench and ruined dreams. Right. On the outside, it smells horrible. On the inside, it also smells horrible, but it's filled with <laughs> cheaply produced <laughs> pornography. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bad first, old first porn old, handed out to children during the Memorial Day Fair. Nope. You All right, well, we're, we're, we're getting we're ahead of ourselves, though. We're, we're, we're getting, getting ahead of ourselves. we got to go back to the beginning. All right, so, Squall, well, when, when did you first... When did the idea first come to you that you wanted to be the sole proprietor of a used bookstore? Were you still in the I, womb? Oh. Uh, probably when I was younger. I don't know exactly what age, but I was like, hey, I want to run a bookstore. Womb or no womb? We're trying to figure out what your place was in re- reference to the womb at this point. I said when I was younger. The womb doesn't reference into this at all. All right. So out of the womb, you were young. You're not even thinking about that womb anymore. You were thinking about making a respectable facility that catered exclusively uh, used books. So which came first, the desire to run a bookstore or the desire to run a respectable facility? Or were, were those two ideas inextricably intertwined from the beginning? Well, the, 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 the bookstore was the first thing. So your your first inkling was to run a bookstore, and yeah. at that point you didn't care whether or not it would be a respectable facility. It could have even been an adult bookstore. It could have been a bookstore no. of ill repute. It would not have been a bookstore of ill repute because of the fact that my personal background in, entails books of all genres regardless of their content. So did you re- did you know even then when you were freshly out of the womb, that you would be offering all genres to readers and, you know, browsers alike. Can we drop the whole womb thing? That doesn't reference... That's not relevant to anything. All right. Well, you're the one who brought it up, but... No, you brought it up. I mean, I'm pretty... Shut up about it. All right. So I was older, (laughs) and I decided, well, no better time than to... Just started it as soon as as soon as I can. So I started looking at properties and at facilities, and I came across one. And I was like, "Well, let's try this one." So you let it's, the dream gestate available. for years. Yes, the dream has gestated for years. The, in a way, <laughs> specific specifically the detail of providing patrons with access to information in a not librarian like setting in a way you could almost say that the idea of seriously books was like a fetus developing in your womb figuratively speaking figuratively squall no nope 
Can't even apply that. That's a cliche. Can't even apply that. Well, it might be cliched, but it's also an extremely apt simile. I mean, it couldn't be more apt. So, what you mentioned something unlike a library. I think that's a curious point because you have previously had employment at a library, and this this strikes me as something you want to set yourself against. You so you want something that's unlike the library. What is it about the library that caused you to want to set up something different to it? And I think it's worth noting that, like, you've worked for a library. You've had a daily routine in which you biked to three different libraries yeah. in a cycle. Yeah. You've been banned from several libraries. You've yeah. had the whole uh, gamut of Banned from all, only one. Banned from only one. You, well, and you've, that's provisional. That you've is provisional. illegally downloaded Japanese pornography uh, via channels at libraries. Uh, false. You, you're, that is not in my history at all. What? You've downloaded Japanese information via the library communication systems. Japanese information, nothing re- relevant to adult materials. So you've had the you you you're you've run the whole gamut of experience with libraries. So you were someone uniquely suited to distinguish your respectable facility from that of a library? What was it about the bookstore that you were envisioning that was going to be different from a library? Was it going to be the fact that people would have to pay for the books? Because that was a pretty revolutionary thought at the time. This was, well, I don't know when you were first having that thought. One of the, the thing that I ran into most in the library and both in my professional life there and in my uh, civilian life is I did not like it when the librarian said I don't know I was like well why are you saying I don't know do you literally not know what 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 question is being asked you or what other what the, the subject that was being broached was being put up so mm-hmm. then well, do you have an example for the listeners? For the listeners, a time a time that a librarian said, "I don't know" to you, and it just felt like she'd spat in your face, and then slapped, tried to slap the spit off of your face, or rub it in. Okay, it, slap the spit it, into your face. Hold on. So it's are you envisioning it's, this? It's, it's funny. No, that excuse me. No. Are you envi- no. are you envisioning this properly? So. The, the librarian has not actually spat or on or slapped your face, but it felt as if she spat on your face. The way she said, I don't know, felt as if she'd spat on your face and then tried to either slap the spit off or, as Hat, as you said... Yeah, rub it in, which is even more slap insulting. Slap it so hard that it becomes like it goes into your pores and yeah. is like absorbed by your flesh. Okay, first of all, I've got to point out... Why did you use the gender-specific she? Why can't librarians be male? Did I call? Oh, I did I refer to yes, did I refer use, to Squall yeah. as she? Yes. Well, I yeah. Know, I know. I know. If, I know. I know you're you a man. I'm sorry if I said if I were. I I don't know what pronoun you prefer these days, but Squall, uh, we we will happily call no, you refer, a girl. Okay. You referred to the librarian as female. So the, so the librarian in the story that you're about to relate was not female? 
No, I'm asking why you used female, why you used she in reference to the librarian, first of all. Because I'm trying to be progressive, because I think too often... Use they. I think too often what happens is we just default to he. Yeah, yeah. We say, like... He said, she said, instead of saying she said, she said. Then use the word they, which is not gender specific. All right. But it's also wrong. So can you recall a time in which they said, I don't know, and it felt as if they had spat in your face, and then they had either tried to slap the spit off of your face or had, as Rub if they had tried to hit it so hard that it went into you. And they're doing all this in perfect unison because it's multiple librarians, so they're saying all these words and doing the spitting and rubbing at the exact same time. But if your sto- but that this is figuratively speaking, if your story doesn't involve multiple librarians, then don't let don't get hung up on that. Nope. That ha- that situation has never come up. But so a librarian a never said I don't know to you, yet you defined your entire theory for your bookstore off of the, what, paranoid... Well, okay, okay, situation... Okay, your situation involved figuratively spitting, slapping, rubbing the spit. Yeah. I didn't... I wasn't... I did not include... I included that in the factorization of you, of your quote of saying I don't know. Now librarians have said I don't know to me but it did not it has never gotten to that point have, Squaw, have you ever been spat on nope and it never will happen anyway okay so it's, being spat on is an experience slightly worse than being told I don't know by a librarian regardless of their gender one day, one day a patron came in and was asking was looking for a mystery book so like the just librarian was like, any book? Oh, no, a, a mystery novel. And she's, and the patron was like, well, it's got a green cover. So the librarian said, I don't know. How many mystery books have green covers? In the Syracuse Public Library? <laughs> yeah, three. Um, no. Are we supposed to guess that, or what? That's, that's, no, that's a rhetorical question. I don't know. The only thing, so the librarian. Pat, how dare you? <laughs> the, the, the librarian gave up on this patron. I was like, no, you, you, you don't do that. So I asked the patron to give me more descriptors about the book. Well, it had a female protagonist. Well, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, right here. I know exactly what book you're talking about. Boom. I found it. So that's the spirit that you wanted to bring to Seriously Books. You wanted to be a sole proprietor who did not give up on customers just because their initial queries seemed... Hopelessly vague. Very very vague, yeah, very vague. I'm like, well, okay. There is a line of questioning that you can create that allows the patron to define more what they're looking for. So, in a world where no one knows anything, a man who knows something also exists in that world, is what you're saying. That's right. And you wanted, you so you set up Seriously Books, the whole purpose and MO of it is to know. What did you want to know? I want to know everything. What do you know, though? I don't know everything. Did you say I don't know to Matt? 
That's right, I did. Because it is the truth. I don't know everything, but I want to know everything. All right, so let's get into some more specifics yeah. here. So, <clears throat> so you have this that you have the idea for seriously books gestating in your womb, but what year is it? Let's get, get away. Well, from I mean, he's got to be at least sixteen, right? Because he's got to be you know figuratively pregnant. Um, so. What what year would you say this? The womb thing is not relevant. The womb womb metaphor is essential to this entire discussion. Yes, it is. It's it's not only relevant; it is essential to this discussion. Yeah, and especially coming from a womb fetishist, this is frankly disappointing to see someone so anti-womb. I'm well, not, you're, you're asking us to. I'm not saying you're asking us I'm to not, change our entire approach on the fly. No, I'm asking you to just drop the room re, re, womb relevance because it is not relevant to this conversation. We're discussing a bookstore. Next thing you're going to tell us is that being told casually, "I don't know," is not the same as being spat in the face. <laughs> All right. Anyway. So you're working. So you're you're so you're working at libraries. You're biking to libraries. You're getting banned from libraries. You want to have a no, book. No, that was sto- all afterwards. The banning, but the banning was afterwards. And I'm not banned. Okay. Well, it's you, a provisional restriction I'm, I'm based just, on certain deeds. Yeah. It, it's a yeah. It's a provisional restriction. But so it's not a banning per right, se. Okay. Well. So you want so you you have this idea for a bookstore that in which the sole proprietor, when approached by customers with vague requests, does not say "I don't know," and you feel that you are the man to provide that bookstore. When did you? I, when did I, you? A man who can provide that. I'm sure that. Please don't be so. Enough with the some, false modesty. Yeah. So, or a woman. Okay. If you want us to call you a woman, what? if you insist, we will call you no. a woman. So, you are a woman no. who wanted to provide these things. Can but I, why can you? Can I talk? Can I talk? Yes. Okay. All right. I'm. I'm saying that I'm one man who can do it. One woman. But I also. I was also looking for people who share my passion, my my lust for knowledge. And that's and that and, and interestingly that that's where our friend Matt enters the story. But yeah. you but we have to we haven't quite gotten to that yet because what I'm curious about is like two things. When did you decide on the location and when did you decide on the name? Where did the name come from? But first I don't know which which came first, the name or the location. All right, so I got to ask are you going to ask me five questions? No. I don't, are, are they going to be good questions? I don't. Yes. I don't, I don't get it. I asked you. <laughs> okay. I asked you two questions. Yeah, people who subscribe to my channel know what I'm talking about. Anyway, the, two, the first question. When, so no one. Uh, it, when uh, it was in sept, uh, March 2011, when I acquired the facility. Okay. Using what means? Had, had you already decided on the name at that point? Yeah. No, I hadn't. Okay. I had had that. But, uh, well, maybe 
Yeah, I think I did because I had to send in all the tax paperwork. Was there any other alternate names all just floating the, around that you eventually said, nah, no, you know, you, you had to you had to shelve indefinitely? Yeah, I think that'd be interesting to some listeners. So, I mean, of course, uh, we've said it a few times, but the name that you eventually landed on was Seriously Books. But I, this is something I've been curious about. Were there any other names in the running? Not really. That's what I went with because I'm serious about books. So did, so did that, I mean, did that name seem obvious to you? Did you kind of have to pour over it for a while and think about it? Did it come to you in a dream? Did it just, was it a just a bolt Pretty of much. inspiration? It was, it, it, it was kind of a bolt of inspiration, but it was pretty much obvious. Yeah, it's an obvious name, I'll give you that. Did, yeah. now why, you said seriously books because you're seriously about books, you personally. So why not name yeah. it seriously about books? Because that doesn't make grammatical sense. Okay. Uh, what about as I am what about serious books? Serious books. Serious because that's still you're putting serious is an adverb and seriously is an adjective, and I wanted an adjective. And then a noun. But you went with an Not adverb an and then a noun. Okay, okay, yeah. Vice versa, yeah. Seriously is an adverb. I got those two mixed up. But anyway, I... I you got those two mixed up on mixed up. the business paperwork that you presented no, to I the did. town no, council. I did not. And advertised. Why not? I, I didn't present it to the town council. I didn't have to. I had to send it into the Indiana state government. Right. The yeah. business all the business division. The appeal to the town council was the attempt to save the business when it was in no, its death the, throes. The, <laughs> no, the appeal to the town council. It wasn't even an appeal. It no, was it was a, it was a, it was a impassioned speech to try to salvage your reputation among the fathers of the town fathers. Not even that. The elite. Yeah, because was, of what would happen later from Seriously Books. It was just me. It was just me asking if they had any problems with the business, and they, it was resounding no across the board. Now, well, what I recall, I don't want to get, we'll certainly get into this in more detail, but what I remember is not so much a resounding no as you saying they were, they silently shook their heads, which can be interpreted in a okay. few ways. Okay, yeah, they... But, but my personal we, the interpretation the, I subscribe to is bafflement. Yeah, or perhaps they didn't hear you. No, they did. They heard me because I spoke into the microphone. But anyway, that's that's long yeah, down let's, the let's, line let's, when that happened. Let's, we're focusing on the happier times right. right now. So this did you now when you first started it? How did you feel going into it? Were you nervously? Were you uh, you know excitedly? How did you feel when you started the store? The first day, I felt, did you have any premonition felt, that it would end so terribly? I felt tired because of having to move all the books in. So you felt tiredly. But, I mean, emotionally, how did you feel? Don't don't hold out on a squall. You're the one who wants to be called a woman. you got to get in touch with your emotions here. I don't know where you got that. That every librarian is a woman squall. Remember that? I'm not a librarian, though. I'm not a librarian, though. And you said, no, it was something that you guys said. You can't flip this around no, on me. No, you just told us that you didn't want us to assume pronouns. 
That's right. And we thought, library, and he thought that you were making a. No. He thought that you were implying that you wanted us to be more fluid with the pronouns we use for you. No, I want you to be more fluid with the pronouns you use. Period. And that including you. No. So you're not including me. You're. I'm a male. One hundred percent male. So you want you want to be one zero zero. Now, for the listeners on our podcast who can't see the video, Squall when he said the word one held up his index finger. Yeah. When he said the word zero, he made a circle with his hand. And when he said the word zero again, he made the same circle with the same hand. Yeah. And there was no attempt made at a percentage sign. No. No. All right. Because it's, it, it's, uh, it it doesn't need to be stated. So Seriously Books, the name, comes to you as a bolt of inspiration. You know that when you get your location, that is what it's going to be named, as if the universe itself has decreed it, and you are merely the medium for that message. Now, how did you discover the location? As I stated earlier, I went around to places and just... Uh, looked at I looked at quite a few places got all got the paperwork from them how much like taxes were and all that stuff and I just just kept flipping through them over and over and over again until I settled on a place at this point you must be getting pretty pretty excited pretty wound up not really because your dream that's been gestating in the womb for so long is starting to become a reality you're on the irrelevant you're on the verge. Your water is about to break. You're about to be born Those, into your own. The, 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 the contractions are beginning. It's cool. You've already chosen a name. You've put the. You've. <laughs> don't even. Don't even throw pregnancy relevance into this because it's not relevant. So you're you're crowning at this point. But where are no. you? Where are you at? I'm trying to establish for the listener a feeling of where you're at emotionally at the beginning of your your baby your business baby seriously books baby <laughs> i didn't really feel anything i guess just look well back, you sound you sound dead to the world now is it, i am dead it, to the world now this fact that you felt nothing is that did that have something to do with the fact that you had been beaten down a yeah. bit yeah. Emotionally scarred by, let's be honest, women. Yeah. Yeah, that that could be a factor. Was it the primary and factor. only factor? No, it was not the primary and only factor. It, it is a factor, but it's a big factor. Now, around this time, as you were, as you were, and I know you're not going to like this, but I have to ask. Did your figurative pregnancy make you feel any kinship with women in a way that you never had before or since? That, you can't even use that as a symbolic meaning for anything. Well, I just I knew you weren't going to like it, but I just I had to ask. He, he like prefaced it, Squall, so answer it, please. That that's that no, that is a rhetorical question. I will choose not to answer it. Oh, Squall. I just I listen. My job here is not to ask the questions 
that I I have to I represent the listeners. Right. And I know that the listeners are sitting at home. They're screaming at their iPods or their computers. Why is he not asking if Squall's figurative pr- pregnancy was making him feel a kinship with women in a way that he never had before first, or never has since? And if I don't stop. ask that question, then I'm I'm falling on my face. They're they're I'm, looking at the I'm, video. I'm, they're I'm, saying, "Who is this pregnant man, woman, child?" who is on the video right now, what other products has he reviewed that I can look at? You, Squall, you are on the verge of blowing up here, and you're blowing it by getting all of a sudden. And he's walking away. Squall is walking away. All right. Okay. Now I see. Can't even. I finally got your text messages. (laughs) Oh, that's why you weren't responding. What is I? Your reception is poor. That's right. What did I tell you? Well, I just thought it was odd that you were using that means after. Anyway, let's let's. All right, so let's let's <laughs> let's make some progress here. Yeah. yeah. So you've got uh, the name. That's a surefire winner. Yep. You've got the location. What was it about that location, especially, that it endeared yourself itself to you? Was it the, the price? <laughs> the price. Yeah. Was it, it the was the price? It, yeah, it was inexpensive. Uh, did the like the lack of uh, circulation of air yeah. inside the sort of the dankness, the mustiness, the stuffiness? The yeah, there was none of that in there. The inability there to open the windows. Ever. There was none of that in there when I during the duration of my business. You're denying right. any stuffiness. <laughs> Seriously, books correct. Well, you're forgetting that the two yeah. people you're talking to both set foot in that establishment on more than one occasion. Yeah. yeah. And, and just just for the listeners to know that the location was very, very <laughs> stuffy. Yeah, because it was after they walked in. Okay, so you're saying we it's, it's you're, due to them walking in. You're saying we made it musty. That's right. And stuffy. And that's dank. Right. Yep, that's right. That's preposterous. Squall, it's, it sounds unlikely you what you're in, saying right now. It, that's the way it became. Well, when you walked in, that's the way it became. What now? So, All right, you, so you need a lot to, of books to make a bookstore. Where do the books come from? I mean, that's my big question. You can't just start with uh, a big a empty store. And this is, a whole, this is a question that I've asked at Barnes & Noble and Borders, rest yeah. in peace, numerous times. I go to the employees there. I look for managers. I say, where do these books come from? They can't answer me. No. They have no idea. She and can't I, answer you. <laughs> and I think they, they, they can't answer me, and I think yeah, it's they, because they were not, they're not connected to the whole chain of the process like you were. They just show up. No, they put on their lanyard. Yeah. They punch in. They run a cash register. Somebody asks them, I'm looking for a book written by God. They say, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that's it. Whereas you, you're connected. You, as a sole proprietor, and at the beginning, sole employee, were connected to, to every chain. Which I think is what what do they call that? Vertical integration. Vertical integration. Yeah, you are every. You are a pole. Yeah, you were like uh, yeah. uh, like Carnegie. Yeah, and what's it stand or what's the uh, the um, steel magnet? Oh, Squall. Well, Squall would know. Squall, what's uh, the steel not, magnet? 
Not Carnegie. Ford. Carnegie Steel. Ford probably had vertical yeah, integration. Carne- uh, am, I th- am I thinking it, of a Stanley? Car- There's another one. I know. It doesn't matter. Well. So that's what you were doing. You're like one of those, though. <clears throat> uh, one of, Like the, the Robert Barons. Yeah, except I wasn't, like, uh, super rich like they were. Well, so you were, yeah, I mean, you, that's questionable. Nobody knows. But, but that's the American dream. That's the rags to riches story. Today you're yeah. not super rich. Tomorrow you're being rudely caricatured in a Thomas Nast cartoon. It's Condé Nast, not Thomas Nast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not the... <laughs> I don't know that Thomas is right. I know that Conde is not the nast I'm talking about. Yeah, two nasts, Squall. Two nasts. Squall. So, All right. w- the books. Where- Before this podcast gets okay. too yeah. nasty. <laughs> yeah, because we need to get away from these nasts and back to the books. Who knows? All Nobody right. knows where books come from. Nobody knows what they're made of. But somehow, it even was with Thomas that. Nast. Even with that, you found a way to not only procure books, but also perhaps steal books. And how did you get all the books in the store? I think some people are under the impression that the sole proprietor has written all these books, or or copied them at least, by hand. Yeah. Nope, I'm shaking my head, listeners. I'm shaking my head. Thank you for being mindful of our listeners and verbalizing... Your actions so that I don't have to. I appreciate that. All right, Tiger. First of all, books are made out of paper, and books are written by authors. They're not written by anybody else other than the the author themselves. Second of all, the books, a large part of them were from my personal collection. A decent part of them were from, I procured from the library, a, well, multiple library book sales. Um, Some I got from their shops I was able to just locate books as as see fit as and what? as he as, saw well, fit I, oh. I, as, the, as I saw fit but I also just I procured movies I procured video games I, pro- I procured like uh, other type of games like deck building games Magic the Gathering uh, and then computer-related entertainment. All right, so now there's two things that, during our conversations at the time, came up over and over. A a few things that you procured. Number one, a pile of obsolete, dusty computer components. Yeah. I've always wondered where those came from. And number two, your most notorious um, stock ever... Super Sex by Tracy Cox. Oh, yeah. I'm very interested in the origin stories of both of those things. The pile of obsolete, dusty computer parts and Super Sex by Tracy Cox. Okay, the the computer part. No, okay, let's talk about Super Sex first. Okay. I bought that. Now, the book, I don't want to, I have no interest in talking about how to have Super Sex, anything like that. I'm right. only interested in the book of that title. Yeah, and I will tell you. I'm going to tell you the origin story of it. I bought it at a bookstore. Boom, done. Story end. So That's now it. you are trying to pawn it off on some unsuspecting person who maybe had never experienced super sex. 
So if I wanted to buy I'm, Super Sex, I, I could have just to gone to that other bookstore, but instead you inserted yourself as a middleman. That's right, I did. How do you know they're ready for Super Sex? Well, well I don't think the book ever sold. No. And not for lack of trying, no, because it was prominently displayed in the window on yeah. multiple occasions. Yeah. The book did sell. I did sell the book. To I yourself? Did, sell the book. did you sell it back to yourself, Squall? Nope, I did not sell it back to myself. Some patron came in and bought it. And now, was because that perhaps a secret there. agent from the bookstore you had purchased it from initially, and really this book has just been purchased back and forth between <laughs> bookstores since it was first written? Uh, no. Probably not. Okay. So what about the pile of dusty computer parts? Well, I'm sure Super Sex by Tracy Cox will come up again. Yeah. But it was it was one of the standbys of Seriously. If you were doing a photograph of Seriously Books, it'd have to be in there in the photo montage. Nah, I don't think so. Not, it's not Prominently important. displayed as it was in the window. It was not important. No, it was not. It was important enough it to you that show. you bought it and refused to read it. Whether you want to admit it or not, it was by far your most famous yeah. item. It was on the shelf with all the other books. And so prominently it, displayed in the window. It was, not pro- it was not prominently displayed in the window at all. During the whole duration I was there, it was not, prom- it was not prominently displayed. It was on the shelf with every other book. You all right, well, there was no shelf. As a, as so, a, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> what? us guys came in. Yeah, you guys threw it in on it as a form of inappropriate behavior. Whoa, whoa, Squall. Well, Come on. You've already discredited your... We'll go, we'll go into inappropriate behavior later, too. You've discredited yourself by saying that Tracy Cox was... Their super sex by Tracy Cox was on a shelf with all the other books when we... Everyone okay, in this yeah. conversation knows that there was not a single shelf in Seriously Books. There were shelves. Just that specific book was... On pseudo shelves that I had created using uh, some other. These shelves seem less thing. like shelves with every word you speak. I had actual I had actual bookshelves. I did have actual bookshelves at one point. Eventually and briefly. Yeah, eventually. Anyway. <laughs> All anyway. right. So the, you we got the, it. You've got it. You've computer got parts. Oh yeah, the computer parts. Oh. Hold we on, we it. can't we, hear we you. Squall, don't right. say anything. Hats blundered our headphones right <laughs> out of our ears. Yeah. You didn't say anything bad about us while our headphones were out, did you? You guys seem to stop. You guys seem to stop being bad at your show. You <laughs> no, Squall, we can hear you now. We asked about when we didn't hear you what you were saying bad about us. You don't have to say bad things now. What did, you, what, did you, what did you say while our headphones were out? What did you say while our headphones were out? I didn't say anything. I, I saw your about, lips moving. I was talking about the bookshelf. You had a you had a. You were practicing kissing. The first skill you learned from Super Sex. Nope. Let's talk about the. Go back to the computer parts. All right. The pile of obsolete, dusty computer parts. Yep. Our is stuff I just managed to pick up on my own. So that was from my personal. Stash, and I was just getting rid of them. So, but you well, and by you were attempting to get rid of them, but I never well, saw the that pile seemed to only grow. <laughs> and I don't know if that's because you were adding more to it. I don't know if other people were 
<laughs> saw that and assumed that it was just where the city had okayed for them to dump their computer parts. I don't know if they were reproducing nope. asexually. Uh, I don't know. I have. I've... I do know that by the end, it seemed like the interior of Seriously Books was more dusty computer parts than anything else. No, it was still mostly... I remember just wading through them, calling out to you, and I could hear your voice sort of faintly muffled, but I never Uh, found you. Because... He's exaggerating. But it was only... It was two boxes, two small boxes of computer parts. That's all it was. But he's got a point, because... When you set yourself up in your store and you, you did the layout of your store and, and you had the piles of computer parts and you had the heaps of books uh, and then you had some CDs thrown on the floor, you positioned yes. yourself far away from the action, almost as if, you know, you were leering or, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. We're gonna. We'll get into the, the one thing that I think that's important is that. You, so you've you've got you've got your stock, you've got your name, you've got your location, but what you don't have at this point is help and a good flyer. That's true. <laughs> and this is where our hero enters the story. Yeah, yeah. Matt the Hat Martin speaking. At what, your service. What hero? Let's you're give a villain. It, let's get no, a hero. Squall is pronounced you're hero. You're an anti-hero. No. Nope. You're an anti-hero. Yeah. You're a villain. You're the bad guy in the story. All right. Well. You both are the bad guys in the story. Squall. Let's try you, to keep bring, it PG. You okay. The, you bring the. Really? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do have to edit. We're doing so well. But uh, Squall, you're gonna have to be bleeped. How bleep, do you feel? Okay. Bleep. Alright, but here's the thing. So Matt, at this point, living in Syracuse, Indiana, because he'd had a gruesome leg injury, yep. he was he was laid up for weeks. Month we, months. Months, yeah. Nine months, yeah. He had this giant cage with pins through his legs. He'd been on an IV. He's finally cleared to be up and about. So where does he go? He goes to the Syracuse Public Library to check out books. And fate decrees that he will run into you in the aisles right when you are just about to give birth. What do you need most? A midwife. And fate, the universe, provides you a midwife who says, Just push a little farther. Hold my hand. Push, breathe rhythmically. Uh, you're more Squeeze, like a stay with me, Squall. You're more like a back alley abortionist. Stay, no. <laughs> do, you, do you prefer do you prefer the term midwife or doula? I'll take midwife because I think Squall's a gentile. Do you do you do you view Hat as more of a midwife or a doula, Squall, in this scenario? That's neither a back alley abortionist. All right. So, now th- this is where you're going to have to fill me in. You run into him. Yeah. You ask him what's been going on. Mm-hmm. You catch up a little bit. You guys used to have German class together yep. and so on. I ask him about a book. He doesn't know anything said, about it. And he didn't give you no follow-up questions or anything? He actually asked me to leave the premises after that point, after he couldn't provide That's me. That's right. Cause I, yep, 
because I knew you're the bad guy. Get out of here. What's but your... you didn't know it well enough because well, you were wrong. You're you're misrepresenting this yeah. intentionally with the. I mean, I guess you would say the benefit of hindsight, but I think we both know that history. You know, yeah. the way things turned out have distorted your your yeah. vision of this. Yeah. History looking... is written by the victors. Yeah. And I mean, and I, you, I am the victor in this case. All right. Well, we'll we'll wait yeah, till the end before we <laughs> determine who the victor is. Yep. <clears throat> All right. But um, but you needed help setting birth this idea, and here I came, I, and it was perfect timing. I thought it was perfect timing. I was just overjoyed to ha- to see you there at the library, and you. I know you felt the same, and it was really it was almost like really. two lovers who'd reunited oh. after. If you know, you, many years apart. If if you're gonna go go with the birth thing, then I would have already given birth. I wanted, I was more looking for somebody to take care of the kid. So you're basically a glorified babysitter. In fact, you were the babysitter that specific day. Okay, so Maybe. that specific day, yeah. that specific day. So the day in question. What now? Take us back to that day, Squall. Okay, hold hold on. Let's go. Let's go back. We first met. We'll talk yeah. about that later, that we, specific day later. We hugged. We did our but, secret handshake that only we knew from back really. in ninth grade. That, no. Well, you were in ninth grade. I was like 10th. Yeah. Or yeah, I mean, you were, yeah, or 12th. I mean, you were, you were. You're significantly older than yeah. us. Yes. You're, you're close to 40 now. Yep, I am. Very but close. Anyway, so after, yeah, I asked Matt. I asked Tiger to come into the store sometime and to see what it was all about. Now, whose idea was it to do some advertising? Because that, I have to say, I've known Hat since sixth grade. He's a man who believes in advertising. Yeah. It was you don't advertise, idea. you don't sell. It That's was, the rule. It was somebody else's idea in the first place. And who, then I went and ran with it. And the couple ideas that I had... Now, Squall, hold on. Are you trying to rob Matt of his yeah. idea of advertising your store? Because my impression was no, always I'm... that you had no intention of advertising. You were skeptical of its of the effectiveness of advertising. Right. You were dubious. Matt came to you. What you had? Yeah. Did you have like a PowerPoint presentation that yeah. showed him? You crunched each letter of advertising no. had a, a benefit no. of advertising. Like what was no. a no. awareness? A was awareness. There was no PowerPoint. Shut up. You're talking about D of was butt. do good work. <laughs> v was very there good. Was no, and then yeah, E was no. um well it was advertising again, but it was it was vertically and horizontally. And what uh, I like about no, that PowerPoint no. is the do good work. Yeah. That becomes its own acrostic because you start going down. So yeah. the O in do going down it's, it almost ends up looking like a crossword puzzle yeah. except for because it doesn't match up with the stuff below, the the words kind of have to go at, at angles or sort of there's arrows pointing to where they go and stuff. Yeah, no. It's a very confusing no. PowerPoint, but it's Ty, but Ty when did. you're there to explain it, yeah, I one mean, thing yeah. that happens is at the end, no matter who you are, you're convinced of the effectiveness of advertising, yeah. and who better to spearhead that advertising than Mister Advertising himself, Matt the Hat Martin, and this was one of your finest campaigns, I yeah. think. I I, I really. Had a no, joy had working on this campaign you for Squall. A, a little, I did all the work, and I loved it. I took I took the helm. Squall asked me to take the helm on this, 
and I, oh, I could have kissed his feet when he asked you me had, to do it. <laughs> you had little to do with it. You were involved in the lettering, probably, and a couple of the pictures. Yeah, well, I mean, right, well, let's, lettering let's, and pictures now is... Now, these, let's talk about these flyers, <laughs> because it, my recollection is that the flyers were only lettering and pictures. Right. So when he says you were responsible for the lettering and the pictures, that sounds like 100% of the flyer to me. Yeah. In fact, no, what else no. could a flyer be? I was responsible uh, for the, the words, the pictures, and the width of the paper that held those images. Nope, you were not. You were, as I was responsible for the content. The content is contained in the picture. You, you chose the font. Yes. And you chose one of the, one of the pictures. Yes. All that right. Well, let's now. I I would like to be as delicate as possible when <laughs> when we describe these flyers. Yeah. Because I really, I'm going to have to edit out one of the words that Squaw already said, but I really don't want to have to have to add the explicit tag to this and. This was a bold campaign. This was yeah. Well, I mean, you know, people—they don't just—they're hard to get people's attention. You really got to hit them with something that captures their attention, and that's why when I came up with this flyer, I knew it was a great idea. It had all the criteria in the advertising acrostic. I knew that it would work well, and it would work best to Squall's benefit. That just would get people rushing in that store. Except we didn't go with it. Well, we, we did. Went uh, we went with something else. Okay, well, let's hear your version, Squall, because I know yeah. what happened. <laughs> but I want to hear what you think happened. What you may genuinely believe happened. Yeah. It'll also let us determine uh, the amount of mania that we can then reference later in regards to the victor and the loser in the final the, verdict. Yeah. The couple of flyers that we ended up making are uh, the one, Knowledge Bites You, Why Don't You Bite It Back, and it looks like I, I okay, made it that was a, That was a, not during, yeah, I remember this flyer, but that was not during this era. This right. That was for the Memorial Day Parade. An important chapter yeah. in the, the Seriously Books Chronicle, to be true, but... Yeah, but that's uh, later. That's right. off later. Squaw later. loves talking about what? that day. Yeah. What, that's his favorite day. What, what fire? No, that was not my favorite day. That was the worst day. But anyway, what fire did, <laughs> did Tiger end up making? All right. Okay, so you're claiming that you don't remember this. Maybe you genuinely don't. No, I, well, but Matt came to me. Yeah. And he told me he he told me his idea. Well, it had already happened when he <laughs> <laughs> when he okay. showed me or when he told me. Yep. But he thought that what you oh, that, what you needed, well, I mean, yeah. Okay, now I remember that. I mean, it was a little, it was a little provocative. The naked woman. It was, yeah, it was a picture of the naked woman. Well, she was made yeah. unnaked via the Microsoft Paint. By your, I, yeah, by your creative input, and I said no. I vetoed that idea because it was horrible. Now let wait. Now let's hold on. Matt knows sex sells, and I mean, let's put it in terms that you can understand. Yeah. Super sex sells. Yeah. Except for the book never sold. <laughs> yeah, it did sell. Going back to earlier topics. Everywhere it, except seriously books, super sex sells. Yeah. <laughs> but the S in advertising is for sex sells. <laughs> well, it's one of the primary principles of No, okay. So this picture As I recall, was, you at you actually so spelled horrible. advertising with two S's at 
A-D-V-E-R-T-I-S-S-I-N-G just to get up sex cells as two on two separate lines, even though you've done multiple words on right. previous lines, but you really wanted to emphasize that, and you put brackets around them to show that they went together. Yeah. And I thought that okay. that, that in itself the, was... Listeners, watchers, the reason I didn't go with this picture is because it was not representative of my business. How would you describe the picture, Squall? Offensive. Yeah, but I mean, let's, let's be let's be more specific. Yeah. So, so as I recall, yeah, it was a nude woman on a bed. Which it's standing, standing. Oh, standing. Uh, no, yeah. I, I, I don't I, really I recall. Standing, standing. Uh, a nude woman standing. Yeah. But you use, and this is, I think, one of the big reasons why you were employed was because you knew how to use Microsoft Paint, and Squall right. didn't. Right. No, you were not employed at all. Not up. Not up. Not at that point, you were not. A I was promised that I would you be remunerated at a later point that never that, that I never saw. Yes, that never happened because of the fact that you made a bad business decision. Well, none of this changes the fact that he knew how to use Microsoft Paint and you didn't. So, word, yeah, paint to cover nipples and, and vagina parts. <laughs> well. Would you have rather they weren't covered, Squall? Please, that's disgusting. You're handing, I, uh, hanging these up no, in public I places. Than, I'd I, rather it, it not have been that way at all. I was unable to procure a bikini babe, and so I had to make my own using my skills of Microsoft Paint. And I'm, I'm shaking my head. <laughs> I'm shaking my head. I was able to procure a, a, a nude image of a woman uh, that had previously been used. It's to be fair for pornographic purposes. Um, Squall had put me on to a couple names that I could look up and find them, and I remade the image to be community friendly, so that there were uh, a bikini of sorts drawn on. And then the word seriously books in front of the pubis so that it was invisible to the naked eye. Pretty much. And I once when he saw that, I was like, Nope, nope, this is offensive, sir. Get it out of here. But the prop but the here's Get it the out issue. of here and get it into the streets was the instructions <laughs> I was given. Get this out of my sight and into the sight of everyone else. Yes, that's right. Because what because happened is no you guys, no you hit, but here's the thing, Squall, your own actions disprove what you're saying because you hit the streets with yeah. hat. Yep, yep. I know you at least hung one up in what, Beef's Booze Barn? Beef's Booze Barn, we hung up on the on the door. Oh, yes, okay, I do remember that. Yep. That was a bad choice. Well. But it was a choice that was made nonetheless. In the moment... <laughs> You were enthusiastic about this plan. And maybe a bad choice is a good choice because Beef's Booze Barn is a bad name for a bad establishment where people go to make bad choices and why not add one to that tally? Shopping at Seriously we did have we, we did have a couple patrons come in from there who said they saw our sign in there and came in. So, <laughs> now, Squall, all listeners, you can't see this, yeah. but Squall can. It's Hat and yeah. I high-fiving. We just got a high-five. successful advertising campaign yep. proven by Squall's own words from Squall's own lips. Yep. So the advertising well, worked. The advertising I was employed to bring in and represent Seriously Books worked as best as it could have. 
and I think it's fair also, we, we kind of brushed over this, but Squall saying that that image was not representative of right. Seriously Books. Is a, is a lie. No, it, no, it was, the, it's the truth. First of all, we all know about Super Sex, so we know that Seriously Books is first and foremost a sex book store. <laughs> And also, also was not, and not we al- and we also know about the contents of that ottoman. Yeah, contents of the ottoman featured some very low grade pornography, um, the likes yeah. of which might be found in an adult bookstore dumpster that uh, no. it was previously it was, in the the buy one take five bin. It was good. It was good uh, <laughs> erotica, adult entertainment. What are you doing right now? You're so, gonna, you're so distracted. You're so distracted by whatever it is that you're doing. No, I'm still that, I'm still talking to you guys. That you you you've disengaged Start your mind. Question. You've what? got his no, back to us. He's fiddling around and he's saying that the pornography in that ottoman was good. No, Squall, we all know that pornography was low grade. Well, I no, don't. I don't know that. But anyway, I, that was after the fact. All right, let's keep. Let's keep. There going. were also okay. many um, anime books in the store, which featured prominent yeah. upskirt shots and scantily clad schoolgirls uh, who would be used as yes. sex objects for the readers. No. Um, well, are you talking about battle vixens? <laughs> even the name, <laughs> Squall. Even the name. The name reveals its intent, as does the uh, buoyancy of the lead character's breasts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hakufu Sansaku. But it was also a tale of the... Uh, it was also a tale of the, the Three Kingdoms, done for modern audiences. <laughs> Listeners, for the last... How long? Five minutes? Two minutes. Squall has yeah. been... Pacing around, but hunched over because of his headphones cord, he's been half listening. <laughs> he's been moving half listening. whiteboards around. <laughs> yeah, all my whiteboards. Because I'm trying to get something together here. Yeah, there we go. I think Squall, you're you're made a little bit uncomfortable knowing that your store truly is represented by the flyer that I made. Nope, that I I disagree with that. All right, if if. If that's wrong, why don't you sit still? There we go. The more nervously you move about. Yeah, go ahead and see. March. Are you are you drawing it? April. May. All right. So while you're doing this, we also went to a couple local bars and handed out the flyer, to which it received a, a very good reaction. And a very welcome. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> there we go. The so the, pa- the patrons were amused, if not interested, in s- seeking out seriously books because yeah, I mean the seriously books words were, I mean they were on that flyer very visibly. Now, but if you do remember, I had also created my own flyer, and we were trying to determine. We were asking patrons which flyer they liked better. Yeah, and oh. some of the people, some of the people in the bar liked yours better because it had a naked woman on it. 
Right. Only because it had a naked woman on it. Well, that was that was its whole selling point. So you've you've now repeatedly yeah, but it was, confirmed but it, the efficacy it, of this it, advertising it, campaign. It did not establish. Well, we can't just sit here all night and you tell me how good my advertising campaign uh, was. And it, I'm going to tell you all the time, the whole time, that it was wrong. And this, it, wor- it may have worked, but it was still wrong and not representative of my business. Well. And if, if you plan on doing this in the future, you will have no part of it. I hope you're not. Now, I've got a few questions. Number one, why didn't you uh, abbreviate the word August on your whiteboard? I have no idea. I didn't abbreviate July either. Yeah, and you didn't. You didn't. You didn't abbreviate May. <laughs> the progression of your handwriting on that whiteboard looks like the illustration of a man's descent into madness. Yeah, pretty much. In many pretty ways, much. that Let's mirrors see. your time at Seriously Book. All right. So, so you've done the advertising campaign. Now, I remember Matt telling me that you were there on the opening, the grand opening, right? Yeah, yeah. And, Squall, you wore a suit. Yeah, he did. Yes, I did. Yep, I did. I still have those suits. Those you, suits you, or you, that you, suit? Now, it would make sense that you would only right. see the top suit. So he was apparently wearing multiple suits, but we so this is new information. Yeah. We had always assumed no, you were I, only wearing one suit at a time wow, on opening. I didn't realize you, <laughs> you were to, wearing to, multiple suits. This listeners, no, this is a shocking true. revelation. Yeah. The grand opening of Seriously Books on the first day, Squall was wearing at least two suits simultaneously. If not more. How many suits were there, Squall? Oh, wow. We got an How many suits were you one. wearing that day? Unreal. Only be one. That's such a I professional have, move have, to have an extra suit on. I have more suits, but I was not wearing them at the time. I only wear one suit at a time. Well, a person, person can only wear one suit at a time. <laughs> I beg <laughs> to differ. Be so modest. Yeah. Only wears one suit at a time. I appreciate the humility, Squall, but we all know that you were wearing four to five suits on opening day. No, I was only wearing one. But anybody that's, who was there could attest to that. But that's 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 <laughs> wait. A, how could anyone who was there attest to that? Were you regularly pulling up your your suit to reveal that you had only a bare belly beneath? No, because so, they could tell I was wearing one suit. <laughs> well, it seems well, it seems like you'd be sweating bullets through all those suits. <laughs> wearing one suit is often considered, you know, hot. And Lord knows oh, it was stuffy it was, in there. Yeah. There was no circulation was what, whatsoever in Seriously Book. Yeah. Only when you guys came in, though. Seriously oh, Book was... I mean, it was sauna-like. Can we say so sauna-like? So, so, hold, so hold on. So your right. opening, your op- your grand opening was in April. <laughs> I, I believe so, yeah. All right. I so, believe so. Now, the first time I was in the store, there were zero shelves. There were a lot of books, though, and this is where this is where I found out for the first time what your your pricing policy would be, (laughs) which was there was no price. You had to each customer was expected to bargain or haggle for every book, right? 
pretty much. And uh, uh, as I recall, to demonstrate how that would work, um, Matt and I were both a little confused. Yeah. So Matt did a role play with you. Yeah. And that's when the beloved tradition of us role playing with you began. Yeah. I kind of remember that. Would you? Would you do? Would you mind doing a? Uh, let's take a trip down memory lane. Let's let's try to recreate that moment. When you first haggled with Adam. Didn't you pull a book off the shelf? Okay, you're taking us back. No, Matt, you you were the one that did the haggling. Okay. You haggled with him. All right, so... No, but Matt, uh, Adam, you chose the book. Oh, perhaps so, yes. So I picked up... I don't recall the book. I know it was a hard... I know it was a hardcover book. Because as I recall... Well, do we, do we want to role play this here yeah, to basically show how it would work? Yeah, yeah. So let let's let's choose a book. What's a what what, what? Squall? What uh, super sex, for example? No. Uh, what about we go with uh, Stephen King's Jewish book? What? Stephen King's Jewish uh, book? Actually, no. Let's go with this one right here. <laughs> well, Squall is precariously called... balancing a whiteboard. <laughs> We got one called Molest by Chris Wooding. That almost and sounds like Molest. Molest. Um, the list price is... Doesn't matter. That has no bearing. No, no, no. no, no, no. We're no, not going no, 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 to no, look no, at that no. price. We're haggling. All right, Squall, I want this book, Molest. What do, you, what do I owe you? What's the damage? All right. Well, let's say it's uh, list price is forty four ninety nine. so I'll start off at $40. All right, so this is a used book that you're selling for four dollars off of the no, original this, list price. This is a brand new book, but yeah. you're selling it in a used bookstore. So it costs right. four dollars, or you're selling it for four dollars. I'm selling it for forty dollars. Oh, forty dollars. Well, and, I'll give yeah. you. I'll give you the original asking price, four dollars. <laughs> you got yourself a sale. No, that's not the original asking price. The original asking price was forty-four dollars. Yeah, but your original asking price, Squall. Come on, you're losing me was here. Forty dollars. I'll take that four-dollar book you got in your hand. You're losing nope. the sale, Squall. You're blowing. All right, all right. I I would kick you out of the store for being so stupid. No, Squall. Squall, final yeah, offer. I would, I would point at I would point at the door. I would point at the door, just like this. Sounds like sub-librarian like behavior. This. Yeah. Go away. What do you got? Tell the listeners, please tell the listeners what you're doing when you do something. Poking his horrible finger into the. So, Squaw, so, all right, all right, final offer. I'll give you, I'll I'll even take 50 cents off just for you. $3.50. Final offer. And I'll walk out of the store with that book right now. Get out of here. Leave. Without the book. $3. Nope. You fail. What's your counter offer? Counter offer me, Squall. This is haggling. This is the system you set up. Thirty-nine dollars. Thirty-nine. Thirty-nine dollars. Oof. All right. With a nine behind it. Thirty-nine. Thirty-six. Whoa. Thirty-eight. I'm back down to four. You had it. You had (laughs) thirty-six right there. 
And uh, I thought about it, and I thought, no, nah, that I, that's a bridge too far. So I'm back and, down and to four. Obviously, obviously, listeners, I hope you're a better haggler than he is because you, you just got a lesson in bad haggling from Tiger. <laughs> a bad haggler? He's about to get a $44 book for 4 bucks. Yeah. That's Can't do much better haggling. than that. That's a 90% discount. That's a, that's a Yeah, but that's bad haggling because nobody would ever look, agree to that. That's a bad business decision. Here's the thing. Here's what I see. Well, I've got four U.S. dollars right here that are ready to be yours. The numerous bad business decisions that you repeatedly engaged in during our time together. (laughs) Now, here's what I see. Here's Here's what I see as an objective third party observer. You say the asking price is $40. Hat counters with 40, with four. Four, yeah, that's what I thought he said, which I thought was fair. I thought it was a fair price for you an old used You kick him book. out of the store. He calls your bluff. He doesn't leave. He stays in. He keeps haggling. He gets you to lower the price to thirty nine. He's at this point. He's been qu- technically been kicked out of the store, but he's still in here haggling. Mm-hmm. And what you don't realize is that we're still haggling right now. Yep. This hasn't been decided. Yeah. That's the beauty of the haggle. It never ends. Until, until well, frankly, until... Both parties both parties are satisfied. Yes. Mm-hmm. Both parties. Both parties have to be satisfied. So where is the, what's the current offer? $4? Yeah, I went back down to 4 after Squall got greedy with me. I'm sticking at 39 And if you're not willing to go that high, then... All right. Just... I'll give you one more chance with thirty six fifty. Obviously, your demand and my supply are not currently equivalent for your uh, pricing method. So thirty thirty seven twenty five. We should have known that someone who had nope. perfectly implemented vertical vertical integration in his used bookstore yeah. would have a firm grasp of the law of supply and demand. God, you're, you're killing me here, Squall. Thirty-seven right. seventy-five. Thirty-eight seventy-five. Thirty-eight fifty. Thirty-seven fifty. Now you're going back down. So I go, I go back up thirty nine. Oh, we 30, were so close. Thirty eight, thirty eight, forty. Thirty eight, forty nine. Ooh, nine cents apart. Uh, now, I, let me say, Squall. I feel like we're close, and it, I'm very nervous because. I, I've been friends with Matt since sixth grade. Yeah. I'm sitting in the same room with him. I'm looking. He's thinking about 3849, but you know what he's also thinking about? Going back down to four. Yeah. It could happen <laughs> at any time. And then, or. And then I would go. Go ahead. And then I would go back up to the original price, which is $44.99. And then you wouldn't have a sale, Squall. You'd have another $0 day. I'd be fine with that. That's right. And I'd be fine with that. No, you're not fine with failure. You're the victor in this scenario. There would actually be a customer 
who would actually be willing to deal with the pricing with my eclectic pricing decisions. And it's just not to you. Depart, what? sir. Where is he that did, No, I said he might go back down to four. I didn't say he definitely had already. Yeah, we're still haggling. 38, 48. 38, 48. 38, 46. 38, 47. Now, too greedy, too greedy. You got your hand in your own till. You're too greedy. You want, you want it both ways. I'm going to leave the store right now with the book in my hand. No, and. And then, then I call the cops on you. Tell the, and By the tell time the cops somebody. get there, if they take a s- one book theft, they're not, they're seriously. I mean, Squall, get seriously. You think the cops they're, are going to take seriously a request from Seriously yes. Book that one Seriously Book has been removed? Yes. Seriously? Yep. Please. Seriously. <laughs> they were just down. They were just down the street. I could have called them up and said, "Hey, there's. A, I have a thief on my property. Please come and arrest him." Squad, well, be out of there so fast your head would spin. Anyway, all right. So let's. Squad, well, hold on. That is hold pretty on. representative of how it worked. Squad, well, I've got this book I want to sell you. It's called Molest. And I'll give it to you for asking price is forty four. I'm going to get you a deal, forty three dollars. No, no sale. Not interested. How much? Give me a counter offer. One cent. No, no, no. More than that. That's your counter offer. One cent. I'm not <laughs> interested in the book, and by me naming my price declares my interest <laughs> in the book as absolutely zero. Even even if it's a cent, I've still made a profit on this book. You're bu- so, so you're, you're still losing. You're buying your own shoplifted book back for a cent? <laughs> Tell the listeners what you're doing right now. I'm just shaking my head because these two buffoons are just taking everything I say out of context. <laughs> well, well, you're that's... the one who brought up all this pregnancy talk, so let's get that straight first. So there's no contextual, you know, misapprehension there. And, and okay, so let's see what happened in May. All right, so and that so that was basically how pricing worked. Now yeah. I thought for well, for one I thought that the uh, the next step would be shelves, but that was to prove to be false right. for months and months. Well, now, shelves didn't come yeah, about for a while. A, a couple months at least. So May, uh, I feel like a lot of stuff starts happening. Yeah. You establish your pricing system. Yep. Uh, do you did you install did you set up the video game room? Yeah, I think that's when the video game room was set up. No, it was between April and May, I think. Now I'll tell you my favorite little tidbit from the video game room was when we were there at the store. A young man came in, went in there to try to play PlayStation. You said that he owed you five dollars, and he said, "But that's my PlayStation." No, I don't remember this. Well, this is a true story, folks. Yeah, this this also happened. You had borrowed some people's video game systems because you had a lot of consoles in there. Yeah. And you don't own all those consoles, so you'd borrowed some others, and then you tried to charge those people for using their own consoles on your premises. No, this is false. 
That is entirely false. Did you also play with the, the on those consoles, Squall? Oh, I did not. What? Or, or if I did, it was only because I was testing discs to make sure they worked after I cleaned them, which a cleaning service was another service I offered. Yeah. What was the cleaning service? <laughs> to be clear, it's, I w- it was, I think, solely... I was cleaning discs. Uh, uh, cleaning CDs and DVDs for patrons. Like with the side of your shirt? No, I had an actual professional CD cleaning kit there in the store that I used. All right, now, but I one thing I want to touch on it was the well when, when we're talking about vertical integration. The other thing is one thing that seriously books excelled at was hitting multiple markets, right? Like you didn't want to, you. This was a constant refrain where you liked, you wanted the atmosphere of a bookstore, but you wanted to cater to more than just book lovers. So that's why you had video games, a video game room, a heap of dusty computer parts, uh, a bunch of Matt's old CDs, um, and uh, what else did you have? Cans of pop. Cans of pop. You can't forget the pop. Movies illegally yeah, okay, illegally ripped, pop, downloaded, and ripped movies. No, those were not part of it. But the pop was not my issue. The, the pop was not my stuff. You had nutty bars too. Now, oh, all right. Now, well, this is gonna this is gonna open a whole can of worms. But were you selling the pop on consignment? No, uh, my friend would bought it. My friend bought it, and he was having me sell it in the store. And were you Which taking a percentage a and he idea. was taking a percentage? No, he was taking all the profit. <laughs> Which is not a bad, not a good business decision. No, 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 no. How did he do it? He took all the money. No, he didn't take all the money. He gave me, what did he do? You paid him for the privilege of selling his pop in your store. No, and then he I, took all the profit no, from I, that pop. No, I, no, no, no. I gave him the money to buy the pop. He went and bought the pop, and we sold it in the store. And then he took the profit. That's what I did. No, I think we split it evenly. No, you just admitted that he got all the money. Wait, no, hold on. We, we split it evenly. So he got paid for be, for just the going to the store and buying of the pop? Because you gave him the initial yeah, investment. So you yeah, had 100% he, of the initial investment and only 50% of the profit. You had the seed money here. He, well, he was he was get, the, the way he was getting he was getting it really ex- inexpensively, and that we were selling it for double the price. So you were stealing. Practically. No, that wasn't stealing. It was a a, a a business plan that didn't fully pan out. But you sound like but you're, it was ruthlessly capitalistic in concept. Yeah, you sound yes. like you're a master yeah. of arbitrage. Yeah. Now, would you say that? So, you would you say that, even though it didn't pan out, that the uh, little pop fridge was the most profitable segment of your business plan? No, definitely not. <laughs> Tied I, for first? <laughs> no, not even that. Um, I think the most profitable was the video games and stuff, and then the second most profitable was the movie section. And so, the third most profitable was some magic magic cards magic cards so in all these yep. things in the top three i ha- i hasten to mention no books yeah. 
Yeah, no books. <laughs> so the patrons aren't seriously about the books like the nope, way they're not. you are. But he can't help that Syracuse is backwards and... Yeah, it, the community did not accept accept my uh, addition to the to itself. Why do you think that was? It was. Be, do you think your initial flyers weren't racy enough? No, I think it was because I was in a residential area, which proved to be the fatal ending. Well, <laughs> some might argue that it was the accusations of prostitution and drug trafficking on the premises, but we will uh, we'll we'll get to that certainly. We'll yeah, that'll be that'll be later. <laughs> All right, but but in, so in so a lot of things are happening. One thing I do want to touch on is the. An, an idea that never fully panned out, but the Seriously Books dating service. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We this never was, were able to get into that. No, unfortunately. Now, this was during the rise of uh, OK Cupid, yeah. Plenty of Fish, yeah. eHarmony. Yeah. These things were all going big. Squall, explain, much like Seriously Book existed as a, a counterpoint to the library... Seriously Books Dating Service, presumably it was going to be called Seriously Dating. Yeah. I can't imagine it would be called anything else. Seriously Date. Yes. No, it was Seriously Dating. Or Seriously Dates? Yeah, that makes it sound sound like you're talking about the food. Yeah, the fruit. Well, see, you don't want to confuse it with the fruit, Squall, so why don't you stick with Seriously Dating? Yeah, I'm... I'll go with that. All right, thank you. See again. Anyway, I, advertising. I, that's what we need. I, we need this we advertising you know, expert I mean, in the room. I'm glad I'm here for you, Squall. I, I do what I can. Now, how? What kind of a flyer would you design for Seriously Dating? Considering that I'm the one, who, I'm the one who came up with it first. So shut your mouth. Anyway. Well, we've already seen the front. Let's see the back. Am I right? Anyway, um, so. I don't think it would have panned out to begin with because of the fact that nobody was there was no interest in invested in it. Now I do want I do want to briefly touch on you, the the idea for seriously dating predated. No pun intended. Oh, nicely, <laughs> nicely done. Did you get that one, Squall? Well, oh, just nicely works. Uh, Keep going. But the idea. <laughs> someone doesn't appreciate a good unintentional pun. Squall, a pun is a form of wordplay. Like, seriously, Keep books. going, stand up. Like, seriously, dating. <laughs> dated what? It dated what? Predated! Predated the actual bookstore. That was an idea that you had had before you had the bookstore, right? Yeah, it was. And I just, I wonder if you would relate to me, relate to the listeners now, the story that you related to us at the time about the initial demise of that service. Yeah. I don't remember. I think you Try do. Try to jog your memory. You can't, well, oh, well oh, okay, so first of all, we should say Seriously Dating exists as a counterpoint to eHarmony, etc. Yeah. Much as Seriously Books exists as a counterpoint to libraries, because... You have reintroduced, or your plan was, to reintroduce the human element back into it. No algorithms, yeah. just your gut instinct, your emotional intelligence matching these people. Who up. should be with whom? Am I right, Squall? Yeah, I think that's how it was. Are you falling asleep? No, I'm just I'm trying to think. Oh, okay. There's all this 
this is all dredging up stuff from the past, right. so it's like I have to remember it. Right. But I just I remember the story you told me is that when you would initially come up with a concept, there was a girl who worked at a coffee shop. You asked her to be the first person to sign up for it. Yes. She agreed. Okay, yes, I, I remember that. Okay. So do you want to do you want to tell the rest of the story? No, because I don't remember the rest of the story. Okay. So you asked her to be the first to sign up. She agreed. She signed up. Months passed. Or weeks passed. Yeah, weeks. You were in the coffee shop where she was working. She went to take the garbage out. And when she was coming back in, you asked if you could kiss her. And that resulted in you being banned for life from that coffee shop. Although I believe that no. ban was lifted. No. Uh, no, that wasn't... Uh... No, I wasn't banned from the coffee shop. I was... Uh, they advised that I not come in there while she was on... No? I don't remember what they did. Sounds like you got it right. I think you... I th- no. <laughs> At the time, I remember you being banned because there was one coffee shop in town you could go to and one you couldn't go to. I don't remember. No? Okay. I, I, I do remember the whole going to talk, going up to the girl and asking her for a kiss, but... Yeah. I don't remember what happened after that. What was her reaction? Was it a yes? No, it was not a yes. <laughs> I mean, or, or was it? I mean, was it a kiss? I guess you don't have to say yes. No, it was not a kiss. There was, it, um, it, it was. Did she retreat in Hara? No, um, I was like, oh, okay, and I just left. But then I was. It seemed like you're a pretty cool head. Yeah, I talked. I was talked to later by the manager, and he said that 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 I shouldn't have said that. And well, it it, it was a learning experience, basically, for me. If that happened to me, I think I'd that, be emotionally affected by it. Were you? That's not. Not really. Dead well, inside. Mm, he was used, yeah, dead inside. used to women treating him that way already. Pretty much. So yep. you didn't have any emotional reaction? You didn't, you know, say, aw, shucks, or, you know, Just say... Just like, oh, I'm sorry, that's all I said. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. You didn't say fooey or start sobbing uncontrollably no. or anything? No. <laughs> Men right. don't cry. Come on, don't you know that saying? All right, so... Yeah, all right, they, so, 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 but you were thinking when you brought Seriously Books back... You were thinking of bringing the dating service back because you finally had a location. And I specifically remember that in the back of the store, yeah. you had a picnic table, table. kind of next to a fence with fence. some trash on it <laughs> that you referred to as the dating area. Now, to be fair, you did tell us that before you would let anyone use that dating area, you had some intention of picking up the trash, I believe. Maybe. It might have been just not even a a little bit of trash, but like something so minuscule that only you guys would pick it out. No, it was side pieces of siding for a house. I'm envisioning uh, a Mountain Dew bottle, two liter, empty, flat, discolored label. I don't remember that. I remember the siding, though, but that was because of the, the owner was going to work on it. 
and they never got to work on it while I was in the facility. Broken promises, huh, Squall? No. But anyway. All right, so. That idea didn't pan out. All right, so but but the 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 dating area, yeah, the dating is the dating service never really came to fruition. Mm-hmm. Now we we come to I, probably the next thing of note is is the infamous Memorial Day parade, yeah. which school has already called the best day for seriously book. No, oh, that was the worst day. Well, this Memorial Day in May. Yes. Yeah, I think so. That's Memorial Day, right? Are there any other events that you want to hit on before we launch right into Memorial Day? Yeah, because I want to establish beforehand that uh, the the young lady that I got to know, April and May is the time period where I f- first met her and started engaging in interactions with her. All right, so this is a librarian that you'd met at one point. No. The, the, the she young, was pregnant. No, no. Okay, but anyway, because she she uh, she's involved a little bit with the rest of the timeline. Well, so anyway, she certainly was involved in Memorial Day. Yeah. yeah, she was definitely involved in Memorial Day. So she was sort of a volunteer assistant who you gave yes. a stack of flyers. Now these flyers yep. created were on them instead of a nude woman, tastefully covered by the letters. Comprising seriously books. No typos. Instead, you had drawn a disconcerting, grinning visage. Yeah. Snarling almost more than a grin. No, not not snarling. His eyebrows were definitely downwards and slanted in, though. I mean, he looked sinister. Yeah. Yeah. It was an evil look. Yeah. His teeth... Yep. His teeth were made out of the words of... eh, It was... Kind of, I guess, if you would make a word cloud of things with seriously books. It said his teeth were yeah. made out of the words like DVDs, books, computer stuff, video games, yeah. CDs. Yeah. But the not, but the uh, the slogan on it was "Knowledge will bite you, will you bite back?" Yeah. And what was it? And you and 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 you. So you gave the stack of flyers to your young assistant. And you sent her out to the Memorial Day Parade, which went right past your store, right, on the yep. main drag there. 13. Yep. On Highway 13. And you, yep. she was supposed to go up to people and hand them a flyer and say, nothing but, she had a very strict script that she was supposed to adhere to. And she was just supposed to say, are you serious, right? Are, well, are you serious enough? She was supposed to ask people, are you serious enough? And that was and directly inspired by the Joker from The Dark Knight's Why So Seriously. No, no it was not at all. This was before Batman. No, it definitely was not. No. 2011? It was before The Dark Knight Rises, but the original Dark Knight with the Joker was like 2007. Yeah, but this wasn't relevant to that. It was, it was, uh, it was an homage to Why So Seriously. Uh, no, not even. It was uh, plagiarism? Was my, my own creation. No, it wasn't even plagiarism. It was my own creation, OC, original content. So anyway, okay, so listeners, okay, I'm pointing at the screen. With, I'm jabbing at the screen. Thank you I'm for letting me know. I'm pointing to Tiger right now. Okay. okay. So Tiger has I did not approve of Knowledge Will Bite You. I, did not, I was not behind that advertising campaign, nor no, its an incredible failure. 
and that's why it was so successful. It got more people in than his stupid fire team. What did, what did people anyway. what did people do when this girl went up to went up to them and said, "Are you seriously enough?" I I have no idea. I have no idea. Do you think they but said yes? I, I have no idea. Anyway, um, you think anyone I, could say yes I to that? At, I went running after her for some reason. I don't know why. It's probably best and not I, to speculate. I, and I and then okay okay between April and May. That's when I got the the Ottoman yeah. that we've been so vehemently discussing. Now the Ottoman, I don't know if this is, I don't know if this has been mentioned. Where did the Ottoman come from? It came from a garage sale. All right. Now I don't know if this has been men- mentioned, but the Ottoman didn't smell good. No. Very no, bad. Very good. malodorous it, Ottoman. It, uh, no, it was the outside smelled fine. No, it was when you opened no. It up, that's when the bats. That's when it did not smell good. It smelled worse when you opened it. I will give you that, but it did not smell good on the outside either. It's it smelled okay on the outside. It's okay. it's sort of like this. If you find a old hog carcass <laughs> rotting in the sun, if you split that hog carcass open, is it going to smell worse on the inside? Yes. Yes. But that does not that does not mean that the outside does not smell awful. Yeah. No, it, but it smells better than the inside does. Yeah, we, okay. we agree about okay. that. So and and in the ottoman I decided I found out that the ottoman opened and inside it had an empty space. Well inside it, the inside yeah. it had the source of its <laughs> horrendous stench. Yeah, yeah. Which, Nobody ever, nobody ever figured out what the origin of it was, but it ended, ended up. I think it was supernatural in the dumpster. But anyway, I don't think anything uh, natural could so smell that bad. What I did, what I did in it, what I did with it, because of the fact that it smelled bad, is I put in the less desirable uh, material that the store had procured, which involved. Yes, adult material, adult content, pornography, as as it were. So anyway, now why did the store have that? Yeah. Why I, had the store gone to the effort to procure that? Okay, I I don't remember why, but I was thinking, <laughs> well, we have. I think I know why. I think it's because the sole proprietor loves that stuff. I don't love this stuff. But, Pornography, uh, information, Squall, you love it. Yeah, information, seeing ladies and figuring out all their shapes and stuff. But anyway, I think I had... Prefer- Squall, you <laughs> want you want almost murdered us when we threatened to take away your pornography for even a day. Yeah, well, uh, that was back then. Now I'm different. But anyway, um, what I... The intent so you'd, that filled, I was... you'd filled the worst ottoman with the worst pornography known to man. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was just not good. Unarousing, I'll, certainly. I'll say that. Yeah, unarousing to you, but you shouldn't kink shame other people. So anyway, um, I had yeah, I had the some people were very intent... into terrible it... quality. <laughs> The, in, the intent that I had with it is to 
to establish an a, a black market, market for it. Black like, market. No, not black market, but just like people who know why we have it. And, and, yeah, you wanted men in trench coats people to come in, pretend to browse through the dusty <laughs> computer parts for a few seconds, and then, like, nope. wink at you, and then you would, like, reach nope. into the ottoman, put uh, one of these DVDs between, like, two slices of bread, and pretend <laughs> like you were giving them a sandwich. They would... Rather than taking a bite of that sandwich, jam it into their trench coat pocket and, like, shuffle hurriedly out of the store. Not even giving you back the bread. Now, okay, so first of all, you're, you're assuming that the audience involved or that the audience interested in that is men in trench coats, and you would be very wrong. Well, how many trench coats do you own? There's very... A varied audience for adult material. So men, women, trench coat, non-trench coat. Yeah, they would. They, I would have been. Uh, I would have let them know if they had interest in that that they could come into my store and get that kind of stuff. But that was not a good idea. Yeah. So let, let's, let's. So you. So you fled after the the young lady who was asking people, "Are you seriously enough?" We don't recall okay, why. Yeah, We've yeah. decided well, it's best not to speculate. And But you couldn't go, leave yeah. the store unattended. This the, is what you're trying to get to. Yeah, I couldn't leave the store unattended. So I made a bad business decision, and I let Tiger run the store for... And by Tiger, we and, don't really... What, because we were... At the time of all this happening, we were doing podcasts regularly with Squall, and we all had different names. Squall was called Squall. Matt, yeah. at the time, was called Tiger. Tiger, yeah. And it's worth noting that yeah. I was called Grape Ape. I don't recall why. I don't recall it, why you, you were called Tiger. I don't know. I don't know. Squall, you gave me that name, did you not? Yes, I did. Thank you. No, you no, you gave yourself that name. All right. Tiger? Because of something. You guys both gave yourselves your own names. All right. But anyway. Well, unimportant. Um, so, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So, I was I was watching the store. Yep. Because I had set up a little, uh, little like, booth up in front of the store for people to look at, like, giving examples of what I sold, like DVDs and books and stuff like that. So people were stopping by, and this was during this time was when the more Memorial Day parade was happening. So I set up there, and and this is when Tiger found out what was in the ottoman. And I think he deserved. I think he should be commended for braving that stench. Yeah, like I think that's the thing that you're overlooking. I think the thing that you're overlooking is like the sheer force of will required for someone. To open that, right it was not easy. Right inside the entrance is where I had the TV and the DVD player. <laughs> so right as you come in the door, there's a TV DVD player. Okay, so I come in, I look, o I look over and see Tiger. I'm like, hey, what are you watching? And I see it, and I'm like, um, no, stop. You no, this is not a good idea. Stop doing that. You don't need to do that. And yet um, I did. That was just, <laughs> it, How many customers it, saw you well, doing that, Tiger? Oh, they were coming in because nope, because of the nope, efficacy of the uh, 
the tooth grinning poster. People are coming in and no. looking at what was available in Seriously Book, which the first thing they saw was no. bad porn. The reason that they didn't come in there was because Tiger was there. So, look, either of these flyers cool. worked so or they wait, didn't. So you're saying that they managed to, like, they psychically intuited? Yep, pretty much. Well, what was happening inside so they didn't set foot inside? I mean, it seems like a customer right. would have to come in. It doesn't matter. I'm glad we had no business that day because so much blasphemy was involved. Seems like you don't know what that word means. Yes, I do. Well, it's not pornography, certainly. So that was May. So June came along. And And June was when you really started to become zero profit. Now, at what point... You got internet in the store at some point, but at some point yeah. it went away. Yeah. So no, nobody paid for using it. So. Well, that's the sole proprietor's responsibility. Who? Most places, even at that time, advertised their free Wi-Fi. You're a man trying to charge for Wi-Fi <laughs> in a free Wi-Fi world. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, I was. No, I don't know. I didn't even have Wi-Fi. Maybe I, maybe I did. I don't know. You did. Yeah. You had internet at some point. Now well, this little what's yeah, going on routine isn't going to pass muster. We know you think about this daily. So you're charging your, for Wi-Fi. And it was your only internet access because you're not allowed to have You weren't at the time allowed to have it at your home because of what you claim were spurious accusations by the internet company that you'd been illegally downloading movies. Which you were outraged by, even though you were selling ripped copies of illegally downloaded movies in your store. No, I was not. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I was not selling them, I was renting them out. There was a difference. Well, <laughs> barely. Well, plus, the point plus is, the, is that you had ripped copies of illegally downloaded movies in the store. Available was, for... Yet you were outraged I that... Not, I don't know who, who provides I was, internet. I was not aware that I had them. I, I was not even aware that I had them. They were mixed in with everything else. So <laughs> that is a lie! Uh, Squall, how I else would they have gotten there? You downloaded those movies. You no, ripped them. No, I did not. This no, is highly... No, imp- I, have no knowledge, I have no knowledge of that, and it's I take no responsibility for that. Plausible deniability. Squall, we hoped we wouldn't have to go to plausible deniability at this point. We were trying to tell the oral like, history of Seriously like Book. plausible deniability. And I'm not ashamed to say it. Because I, I don't think your deniability is plausible, therefore implausible. I don't know anything about any movies that were all I know is all I had. I had movies on there. I don't know what I had. And people were, got, took them and ran into them, took them home, watched them, brought them back. That's I, all I know. I know one thing that was real popular was that stack of CDs you had. What do you think about those CDs made them so purchasable? <laughs> That stack of CDs you had kept your entire business afloat through the month of June. I have no idea what we're talking about. What stack of CDs? You know which CDs. The good ones. I'm not... I'm shaking my head. Squall, they're the only CDs you had in the store. I had music CDs. I remember that. Correct. 
You had musical had, compact discs. We can play this game. I had a lot of them. And that's what kept you from having to oh, go bankrupt in oh, June. You're, okay, you're specifically talking about the ones that you put on consignment for me that nobody even bothered with. Well, no, we no, don't. No, 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 no. Independent artists that nobody knows are giving crap about. No one knows what consignment means, but... Yeah. Consignment... And nobody knows who you're... Who that, who you're artists were that you donated to the store well except friends for a hand and that's because I knew who they were so, so people anyway, yeah, people only know I never agreed you know. to a consignment deal with you because why that's would like, you you don't know what that word means it can yeah. be twisted to mean anything that, that that is what you agreed on and we even shook on it it was a verbal agreement which would, would not stand up in court but it was still take him to court that was I'll he, take no, you made how many you made you well, did you make hundreds thousands of I, dollars on those CDs Matt never saw a cent of those because no, you just I, said no that's not I, how consignment works you said consignment I, means I, I get zero. all the profit no I made zero nobody bought them nobody bought crappy CDs because nobody knew who the hell the artists were but you said you just did. You knew who that artist was. Whoever you're talking you know, about. Franz Ferdinand, I personally know who they are, but nobody outside of my circle would know who they are. How much did you make on the Franz Ferdinand CD? Zero. Zero. I made zero on CDs. And what, percentage, and what that percentage of that does Matt get? <laughs> you can't. The only percentage of zero you can get is zero. So, <laughs> well, why did... all right. There's two things. There's two things that you clung to, and I think this is the reason. Other than the drug trafficking and prostitution, I think the reason Seriously Books ultimately failed were because of two things, two fictional things: the supposed consignment system, yeah, and the supposed quote unquote Dewey Decimal system, yeah. Which is oh, which is a hoax perpetrated by libraries yeah. for decades. That you, I mean, with all the with all the ways that you wanted to separate yourself from libraries, why you would bring the Dewey Decimal System with you is beyond beyond me. And then to combine that with consignment, I mean, as soon as people set foot in that door. Granted, their senses were immediately scrambled by the stuffiness, the mustiness, and the dankness. But they, it was just you just are in a state of confusion. Yeah. You just have consignment, Dewey Decimal System. You don't know what these things mean. It feels like you've entered an alternate universe where up is down, right is left. Where's some more antonyms? Cats are dogs. Cats live with dogs. Let's let's keep it simple. Uh, and the only thing they can do at that point is just try to Squall get a, get a world, cold many, drink many and leave. Cats live with dogs. Well, can I? Okay, can I explain myself why I use the three decibel system? Yes, please do. Every, every I've been every waiting bookstore. for this explanation for years. And- every bookstore has its own labeling organization. Some people <clears> use. The subject type. Some people use the author. Some people use the title. Some people use what color the cover is. These are all correct. These all sound like great systems. Yeah. I especially like the color one. They're horrible because you can't find any books anywhere. Whenever I would go to a book in a place, 
that used any one of those systems, I could not find any books whatsoever. Well, that's because you or As your brain... Used, that's right. My brain Your is own different. personal system. That's right. The Dewey Decimal System, which I use. But no one else can understand it. It's just a product of your own madness. Yeah. Then that's why they come up there and ask me about it. They come up to the desk. Where's this book? Where's that book? What's the, what section is this under? I was being a little facetious when I said that I think that, that was the one of the sources of the failure of seriously books. But when you take it into when you take that into account with the whole thing, which is just the the that every system was designed to make you reliant on Squall and interact with him yeah. as much as possible. Yeah. I really think that not, not in addition to many other things, was not a serious system. flaw. There were uh, what one of the uh, one of my associates, one of the guys who was helping me out there, he uh, he would help run the magic games when I wasn't able to be there when I had to work or was uh, doing something else. And that was a problem too because of the the well. There was no problem. With that. Eh, what no. about the neighbors no. complaining about the blasting music? Okay, that was one night. That was one night. And the only so they complained, and then I told the guys who were blasting the music to turn it down. It was a couple of the patrons who decided to misbehave inappropriately. Were were they using Matt's Franz Ferdinand CD without play, paying for it? Was that what no, they were blasting? No. They're probably using your CDs. No, well, they were getting introduced to no, some good music. They were blasting uh, some other stuff that I don't even know, like some metal or rock or something like that, hard rock. Something that they had brought it on, on their iPod or something. But they were blasting it, and my the neighbors didn't like it. So, yeah. So, anyway. Were these, so, but these then, kids you left in couple, store, these couple, were like uh, 14-year-olds? No, they weren't left in the store. I was in the store at the time with them, keeping an eye on things. While the music no, was blasting? That's, that, that's revisionist history, isn't it? I thought you were called at home. No. I thought you no, had not. left tired no, that, and told them to was, close up behind you. Sounds like history is was, being written by the losers in this case. That was a different, Rewritten. Yeah, that was a different day. That was a different day. So but it was more than one night. We stayed, we stayed there late, and we were playing D&D and stuff like that, and we weren't being overly... Uh, we weren't being overly loud. Yeah, there was one night that uh, they stayed there and were uh, playing music loud, and I was I either I was notified or somebody else, and then. Uh, All right. Well, let's. <laughs> yeah. Let's anyway, let's make some progress. Was... I, I do want you to just make one more, and I know I know I asked you this so many times back in two thousand. 11, yeah. 2012, maybe as far back as 2010, maybe as recently as 2013. What is, cons- I know you'll never be able to explain the Dewey Decimal System because it's just a series of arbitrary rules, most of which you make up on the spot, but I feel no. like there is a kernel of something in the idea of consignment, but I just have never been able to understand it. Is that somebody in your background? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Motorcycles. 
darn motorcycles out there in the plains. So are you going to explain consignment to me, please, just one more time? I, I yes. feel I always feel like I'm on the verge of getting it, and then it eludes me. Are you going to illustrate it on your whiteboard? Yes, I am. Well, there goes Marge. March is slowly vanishing. March check mark. April, May, June, because we're done with those months pretty much. All right. Well, except uh, June was when the drug accusations between June and July was are when the drug accusations started flying. Drug Which accusations. I, I, drug yeah, trafficking. The, the drug his store traffic, yeah. was being used as a site for drug trafficking. Yeah, I will neither confirm or deny those rumors. Those rumors. Alright, so that was true. So let's see. So some of your friends were definitely selling weed to others of your friends on the premises. It wasn't weed, it was K2, it was spice. <laughs> okay. Seems like sort of a confirmation. Uh, I, will confirm, I will neither confirm or deny that, though. We already have. Okay, consign. <laughs> Alright, so he's scr- scrawled what I have to assume is the, the word consignment. I can't really see it. The sale of. I wish you did items based don't copy down (laughs) words from a dictionary squall he asked for a meaning I was hoping I was going to get some sort of like like some sort of illustration but really all he's doing is just writing down the words so illegibly as to make it completely the words are getting smaller fire he's saying about a fifth of the words okay I'm saying all of it. Between buyer and seller. Alright, so the definition of consignment. The sale of item based items based on agreement between buyer and seller. The sale of items? The sale of items based on agreement between buyer and seller. That's, that's just sale! That's just selling that's things! What, a buyer Yeah, that's right. Just no, like we earlier agreed. I, that's not consignment! If I walk that's into a is. store and I hand money and and they give me an item and I walk out, that's just a normal sale. That's, that's just retail. retail. Okay, but this this doesn't involve money. This involves items. Oh, squall! Squall, you are falling down the hill right now. Will you write yourself before you get to the bottom? <laughs> I, okay, I, what a- I've never felt further from understanding consignment. All you've done is use a different term for a concept I already did understand, which is basic retail. The racing with his hand. All right. I'm not racing with my hand. I have a eraser on this. Oh. Okay. So what I'll do is I'll give you an example. Then I'll go ahead and draw an image since you're so okay. keen on that. All right. So I'll draw a... There's a CD. Oh, that's a hash mark. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know how to draw squares. How do you set out to draw a CD and draw a hash mark? <laughs> there, because they're the similar. Okay, there's oh, a CD. so the okay. CD case. So yeah, CD case. All right, so here's person A. Person Is there a, a CD in the case? Yes, there's a CD in the case. Do I get to open it up and confirm that? What if I get home and there's no CD in it? Yeah, you can't open up the... It's a drawing. You can't open up a drawing. This is a 2D object. So I just have to take your word for it. There's a CD in it, and I'm not getting so, built. He goes to this, He goes to a consignment shop. 
which I'll go ahead and there shop shop he gives it to the person B to sell now the CD is on yeah I don't know drawing arrows either you don't you don't want that arrow yeah, I don't want that arrow. Do you there. Want, yeah, that. No, 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 no. You don't want that arrow. Now the there, CD's okay. going to. Now the CD's uh, going so to person CD. B and the shelf simultaneously. It, in the shop, in the, it, the CD's in the shop, and then we got person C, who comes along, and buys the CD from the store. Okay, so the money goes to the store and goes to the person. So it costs twice as much? No. no. Well, the money goes to both. When C- the money is split into percentages. Maybe it, he'll get a little bit and the store will get a little bit. Not exactly half. Maybe, uh, whatever. Sell Seems like it should be half. Who gets more? Between. The shop will probably get more. Oh my goodness. I don't understand this at all. This is hopeless. Let's just move on to the drug trafficking. Drug trafficking. So there's K2 being traded on the property of Seriously Books after you abandon the the property to minors. What are the Christian given names of the men who are selling K2 on your property? Who bought it from them? Don't know. Don't know. And I'm not willing to give up that information. I'm All not right. asking you to snitch because... Yeah, come nope. on, Squall. I'm not don't. saying anything. No, no authority so, figures are going to listen to this. None of them are going to watch this video. Yeah. Yep. The I main the main, uh, main child selling the K2, what's his social security number? The statute of limitations uh, is long so, over. Nope. The statute of limitations is seven years. It's only been six. only been five. Well, by the All time... Right. So anyway... They, that's when it started and when it stopped because I put a stop to it. I will. I would not tolerate it on my property. Well, it's not your property, though. Yeah. Well, regardless, it's in my store, and I disapproved. But of it. you relinquished control of that store when you fled and left it in the hands of teenagers. When you fled and left it in the hands of that. And how many times did you leave the keys in the lock? Once. Oh, that, oh, lift the case and lock twice. No, three times. And then the third time, it was somebody who I actually knew who gave me the CD, who gave me the keys back. So three times out of six months that I left the keys in the lock. That's pretty bad. So, it, it is, yes. But I, I <laughs> and figured out a way to fix that for the next time. So anyway. When Seriously right, Books so rises again, you will not have that issue. Nope, we'll not have that issue. All right, so let's see. July, all I remember is the one little Kirby chair. And, oh, that's when um, one of my, the young ladies came in. Um, the uh, one little, Lacey, what did you say, yeah. Kirby chick? Kirby chair, I think he said. No, yeah, Kirby chair. Kirby chair. Chair. C-H-A-I-R. He just there. scrawled the word chair on his yeah, whiteboard, yep. and now he's erasing it. <laughs> yep. All right. What so was the Kirby chair about? Chair. Uh, it was just something that I got, and people... Wait, no, I, I had that before. I had that when you guys showed up and brought Wisconsin chick over. 
Alright, so yeah, listeners, please strike from the record the idea that the curvy chair arrived in July. It actually arrived sometime before July. Before that, yeah, before that. But that's what I remember mostly about that month was July. And then uh, Lacey, the young lady, one of the young ladies who assisted me, was there helping me out. And let's see... Now, when did that lawyer come in that was going to do some interior decorating for you? Yeah, I think that was in July, too, because she gave me her card. That that never came to fruition. You still have it? Yeah, I still have all the paperwork. So you can still hold her to that promise when you open the new location, if that ever happens. Which Yeah, we'll see. Because also there was somebody, a lady, who came in who wanted to be a secretary for me which I was willing to offer her that position. Uh, and what would, what would a secretary's duties have been at Seriously Books? Uh, Joint to, proprietorship? To, to, no, to take diction and to, uh, to like, engage in, like, cre- creating a filing system for the store. Ah, something to replace the quote-unquote Dewey Decimal System. It, yeah, pretty much. An improvement. Yeah. All right. So then, who who would be doling out the diction that you would take? Who's giving the diction? I would be giving diction to her. About what? Uh, about just random things that I think about throughout the day that I would have thought about. So not necessarily business related, just brainstorms. Yeah, brainstorms, some of it would have been business-related. Well, most of it would have been business-related. Otherwise, I wouldn't have asked her to write it down. I would have taken the note myself. Sounds like this goes beyond the business relationship. It's more personal here, too, with your secretary. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Oh, listeners. If you could see this smile, your skin would crawl. (laughs) My hands so blow smirk. So anyway, August, that's okay. when the uh, accusations of prostitution began. <laughs> because we had a, uh, there was a young lady who came in and she wanted a job and she also needed, and I'm going to be honest with you, I'm full disclosure, she wanted a place to stay for the night. And it turns out that, so the night that she stayed there, she, I actually had hired her to do some night maintenance, like shifting books around, making sure things were straightened up and whatever. Shifting books around. <laughs> That's the kind of thing that you need to do when your books are stored in heaps. Yeah. They need to be shifted so that the bottoms don't just like mildew into mush. So anyway, it, it turned out that she had been uh, getting getting people or in, inviting people in who were not bookstore clientele and Jobs. engaging in <laughs> engaging in the various nefarious activities with them. So you used to deny that this occurred at all because she told you. Because all right, so the story was she was kind of known to be a prostitute. Yeah. She wanted a place to stay. Yeah. Matt's stepping out for a moment. But, um, 
she was kind of known to be a prostitute. She wanted a place to stay. Out of the goodness of your heart, you took pity on her, said she could stay in Seriously Books if she would do some night maintenance, shift some piles of books around and stuff. You're at yep. Walmart at 1 in the morning. Yep. You get it with your with, parents. With my parents. Which is odd. And my mom. That's yeah, odd. I, well, I went with my parents. But anyway. Why were, so. you, why were you at Walmart at 1 in the morning? Because... Because night shopping. Do you remember what you were buying? Um, I think I was looking at stuff for the store. All right. Well. But anyway, so then. When so we're you on, get like, a oh, call, and it's no, from. No, I don't get the call. My mom gets the call from the neighbor. All right, so your mother gets a call from the neighbor saying that strange men have been coming and going from Seriously Books Pretty for a much. good portion of the evening. You go over yeah, there, pretty. and you say that she's wide awake, sitting up on the couch, which I thought was strange at the time, because I thought she was supposed to be sleeping, but I guess she would be wide awake if she was doing, uh, if she was shifting the book heaps. She was, well, but you, she was, you asked her, was, her you asked her, her nails. she was what, she was what? She, she was painting her nails. She was sitting up painting her nails, right? Which even yep. even if she hasn't been having Johns come visit her, that's not what you were paying her to do. She was supposed to be shifting the book yeah. heaps, not painting her nails. When you said night maintenance, so you what? didn't mean night maintenance of her own fingernails. Yeah, you meant night maintenance well, of the rotting book they heaps. Were, they were her toenails, and she had them on a table, which was kind of disgusting. Oh my goodness! Clipping the toenails and on the table, yep, the table. That- was it a table or was it like a it, cubic it form sh- made out of books? It was a folding table. Like oh, okay. A, so it's okay like if she like puts her fingernails on there. No, it's not okay. It's still disgusting. It I sanitize that the next morning. Well, you could just throw it out and get another card table well, like that. It sounds like you I, may have no. needed to sanitize more than that table because there was a lot more than just toenail clipping going on. She was spreading VB yeah, throughout but, the store. But I did now, you said that you when you questioned her about it, she denied it. And when we originally talked yep. to you about this, you believed that denial because I don't know why. But now it sounds like you've come around and you you now realize that what she was doing was what everyone knew yep. she was doing. Yep. So I'm like, well, no interactions with her in the future. So this all becomes relevant because shortly after this, your landlord informs you that after it's been it's you've you've had the property for the what le- a year now, uh, six months, and the lease was coming out. The lease was running out. So. The lease was running out, and that he you would not be he would not be allowing you to renew the lease because of the rumors of drug trafficking and prostitution occurring on the premises, which you have well, unconditionally confirmed both of those accusations here tonight. I will neither neither confirm nor deny the drugs. But anyway, but um, how did you know the prostitution was taking place? I didn't. I didn't find out till later on that it was happening. No, the 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 owner of the of the facility also had another business that was going to come in there that would been, that would have been more profitable than my business. Oh, so it, so. it would have just been you know it would have gone by the wayside regardless. Yeah. If business was booming or yeah. if business fell to 
uh, complete lack of sales and drug trafficking and uh, human prostitution. No, no, he's saying that the drug trafficking and prostitution had nothing to do with it. That it was if it a business had been booming, then he wouldn't have replaced it with a better business. Yeah, if I would have been more. Uh, if business is booming, this uh, yeah. leaseholder landlord would have looked the other way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the. The uh, the prostitution and drug trafficking were just convenient excuses for him to unchain himself from the corpse of Seriously Books. <laughs> exactly. What happened to all those books? That were they? Wait. So this is the, so oh. this and so this was the end of your dream. Your lease was not going to be renewed. But this is when you did your infamous. I I think of it as the. The deed that most defines you. Well, your 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 impassioned plea, right? When so you the went Syracuse Town Council. No, no, it wasn't. A, the, it was, was that just, you that took your shoe off and was banging it on the podium, or was that Gorbachev? That would have definitely been Gorbachev, not me. Or was it Boris Yeltsin? It was some. Ru- it was either you or it was a Russian. It was a Russian. Was that because you were wearing aqua socks at the time of your town council meeting? <laughs> that does uh, pounding an aqua sock on the table tends to detract from the force of your speech more than it does enhance it. <laughs> Do you recall if you were wearing aqua socks? There, do you see what I wrote? It Do you says, see what I wrote? Shut up. That's right. It says shut up. Okay. Well, you're going to have to erase that. Nope. Because, okay, what I did was when I went in front of the town council, I asked if uh, anything untoward, if they had heard of anything untoward happening. And, and yes, to be clear, you're, that you, you bellowed this, right? No, I didn't. I spoke into the microphone clearly and concisely. Were you able to pronounce untoward when you were actually in front of them, or did you mangle it like you did just there? That was the message that I basically sent, and basically they said no, or they shook their heads. My impression was that they never spoke a word to you, that they communicated entirely in facial expressions. No, they they said words. Hurtful words? They spoke words. No. No, they just said no, that they hadn't heard anything. But anyway, um... So it was almost so like you were, tell- you were telling on yourself. Yeah. No. Not really. But anyway, only one person uh, came with me that evening. The rest of the people were... Nobody else was interested in speaking up for my business. They'd all turned on you, like the disciples did yep. to Christ. Yeah, or like rats uh, leaving a sinking ship. In my dad's words. Yep. Uh, who, who is the person anyway. that stayed with you? Who is the rat that stayed? A, a rat that left me eventually anyway. <laughs> a, rat, a rat who deserted anyway. But anyway. He, Why did uh, that rat desert? Because... He, well, okay. First of all, let's establish where the books went. Yes. This rat, this specific rat, allowed me to. He had a like a horse trailer. Was this the Amish? <laughs> this is an Amish rat. No, it's he's not Amish. 
You were going to sell the books to the Amish for a while. No, he was no, going to rent. No. He was going to rent the old molasses factory from the Amish to be the new. <laughs> yeah, location. Well, that was, that was a wild too. But anyway. Well, it's more um, recent than everything else we've discussed. Yeah, but anyway, um, no, I so I had a lot of the stuff inside of that uh, put inside of the a horse trailer, uh, horse trailer. Yep. Like books and stuff, it was all bagged up, back packaged up safely, and then it's so kind of an undignified. I, it's kind of an undignified end for those books, yet still yeah, more dignified but, than but, their entire time spent in seriously books. But anyway, I ended up getting a storage shed. Uh, the ones that are owned by Stephen Realty that are behind Burger King there. This is a good so ad. I, so I had I hope they're paying you. I hope they're paying you for advertising for them on your YouTube channel and on my podcast. No. Nope, I'm not advertising for them. I'm just Well, if hey, right. if you're hey, if this ad is a, if this ad is appearing on my podcast, I'd get a cut nope. of that Stephen Realty it's, money. It's not it's not an ad. It, why else would you so nope. Why else would you not just say a storage unit? You very specifically said the name okay. of the people who own it and what the location was. There would be no reason someone would do that in just casual conversation. I have an advertising yeah, expert totally, in the room yeah. with me, and he knows it when he hears it. Was that an ad? That was an ad. No. I mean, it wasn't a no. successful no. ad. No. But it was Well, there was an no ad. nudity. It was not an ad. It was. Or no implied yeah. nudity. Okay, so yep, you got this horse trailer. It's filled anyway, with old I books. Daggummit. Yep, and then I, well, a lot, a lot of stuff. But anyway, uh, so then I put it into the storage unit. He said it was the horse trailer was not only filled with books; it was filled with all the stuff, which mostly dusty, obsolete yep. computer parts. Yeah. Yep, other stuff and video game stuff and whatever Magic Gathering stuff and furniture and all that anyway. How did it so make anyway, you feel to see the entire contents of your store packed into a horse trailer? Did it make you feel like you'd been raising horses all this time without even realizing it? No, I was... When I was packing the stuff in the trailer from the store, I just felt a sense of completion, pretty much. A sense of completion? Closure. Yeah. Like this uh, is... Yeah, closure, yeah, closure. Like you'd accomplished everything you set out to accomplish. I, I didn't, but... That your I, life's work would... I, st- I st- No, I started something. And... And now that something was coming to a crashing... To, to an oh. end, yes, but the idea was still there. The idea the, the, is the still spirit, there. The spirit of Seriously yeah, Books lives on. The idea. The idea yes. of... And, Squall, you're still of childbearing oh. age. Knowledge. Your womb is of, no. not yet barren. <sighs> so what happened to the books? The books are staying in their horse. Don't tell me horses got in that trailer <laughs> that is designed for them and ate all those books. No, they went... They, they went to a storage those, unit... I, I yeah, there's a storage unit, and then I lost a storage, storage unit. unit who's... I lost my job, so we had to we moved the books into the storage place next door to my parents' house, 
and I sold a bunch of them, and I sold, I got rid of some, a lot of them to the bookstore, and... Was the Ottoman ever in that, uh, storage unit? No, the Ottoman got, the Ottoman went out with the trash on the last day. Oh, because I was envisioning an episode of Storage Wars, where you can't pay for your storage unit, and so the TV crew shows up, they cut the lock on your storage unit, (laughs) throw open the door, and the built-up smell just comes out in an actual, like, visible yellow wave. And they just, like, they're, they just, like, fall before it, and they, their bodies wither before our very eyes. It looks like they've been dead for months. That's quite a fiction. And that's all it would be is a fiction, because I will never get an ottoman like that again. <laughs> I have found other ways uh, to of secretion but anyway all right well so this this has gone on for two hours and 17 minutes matt's falling asleep before my very eyes squall keep me entertained please but i'm just saying that we're i think we've basically arrived at the end this is really a rough outline but i feel like we hit on a lot of the stuff that that we wanted to hit on but yeah. I think, do you have a final word about what you see? I mean, you once told us that you wanted to build around each Barnes and Noble location. You wanted to build multiple seriously bookstores, like encircling each location, cutting off their supply chains and choking the life out of them. Yes, that, that, that is still my intention. That's still your intention. You have in that no way given up intention. on this plan. Nope. I will put every other bookstore out of business because I'm better at what they do than they are. If you wait long enough, that just might be true. Now, you once offered me Uh, a chance to to work at Seriously Books for $9 an hour. Does that offer still stand? Yeah, if we get a branch out there. Well, that's way too too little money. (laughs) Uh, How much do you think you're worth? Here we go, Haggle Squall. 20. That's right, haggling. You're not worth minimum wage, and minimum wage is not $15 right now. It's no, I'm only worth, $7.50. I'm worth $20 an hour. Why Why are you worth $20 an hour? Because if somebody asks me if I know where a book is and I don't know what they're talking about, I just say I don't know. That's if... not worth money. That's worth minimum wage. I'm being honest with them. I don't know what book they're talking about. I'm not going to pretend like I Honesty know. is priceless. Gonna... Honesty is priceless. And that's then you need to learn, and that's where that's where the more you learn, the more your worth is. A library would gladly pay me twenty dollars an hour to say I don't know to every patron. Then go work at a library. Well, he wants to work with you, Squall. He's trying to extend an olive branch to you so that your business can thrive. He's, he knows how to an shift piles branch. of books. An olive, an olive branch of 20 bucks. No, that's not an olive branch. That's an olive tree. Squall, we all You're know that sole proprietorships of bookstores are going to be entirely taken over by computers and robots in less than a year, probably. Robots, robots yeah. Oh, if that happens, that happens. We shall see. They already got them working in uh, Denny's. No, not Denny's. Well, um, they got robots in Denny's now? Uh, uh, fast food. There's a fast food restaurant that has a self-service kiosk. 
where you just make your order and wait to pick it up. What does the robot and Denny do? Does it greet you? It just no, it just sits there. It's there just to take your order. Do you ever argue with the robot and Denny? It's not Denny's. It's um, Wendy's. It's a fast food franchise. One that you worked at formerly. No. Burger King. What one that I've have patronized so. You know what a uh, a robot could never do. A robot. I like. I'd be human. Well, yes, but it could never <laughs> come up with the idea of. And I think maybe we should end on this. A robot could never come up with toothpick tenders. Why don't you tell our listeners? We'll we'll end on this. I think this will be a good hopeful note to end on because it, I think it highlights your forward thinkingness. Yeah. It shows creativity. Creativity, yes, exactly. Your innovation. That's the kind of thing that you will bring, I'm sure, to Seriously Books once it rises from the ashes. Well, first of all, talking about robots, it reminds me of a couple of the uh, podcasts we did with Seriously Bot 9000. Yeah. And, okay, so, alright, so just to get that out of the way. How did you fare against Seriously Bot? Everything was arbitrary. That's it. That's all. But I think the two, a couple of young ladies who were involved in that who sent me some pleasing fan art. But anyway, uh, talking about the tenders, toothpick tenders, uh, I was working at Burger King. Alright. Yeah, I already said the name, but anyway. And at the time, we had chicken tenders that were actually made out of actual chicken. Actually. And I had the idea to put them on toothpicks and just to sell them Still as a four, but in that different format to see if people could eat them easier or something like that. I don't know. I was tired of them using their fingers to pick them up. I went for, thought using toothpicks would be a better idea instead. And how did management react to this innovative solution to a widespread common problem? I sold a couple of them, and then they told me to stop. <laughs> they, crushed my, they crushed my dreams. And that is why you need to own your own business. Will you, will you, will you erase the words shut up from your whiteboard so we can end this on a positive not, note? No. Because it's hard for me to look nope, at you. I will. I'm trying well, to... You're, you're so rudely right now with your words right in our face. Written in a larger font than anything else you wrote, I might add. You don't have to erase all of it. Now that it just says shut, that's fine. Shoo. No, because I'm going I'm to write something else. Are you else. shushing me? All right, Squall's going to write something else. So the point of the toothpick tender story is that Squall is full of ideas, and he, or at least that he had one once, and other people's businesses can't handle his innovations. Yep. So he needs to have his own so he can implement them. That's the saga of Seriously Books. Now you've got most of the backstory. There's many details that we didn't cover. Maybe they'll come up again in future conversations. You seem like you wash your hands of it, Squall. And yet, it is, isn't it an integral part of you? Yep, it still is. And who would, the who desire would, to... 
who would you say who is at fault for the lack of uh, for seriously for the fact that seriously books is no longer a functioning establishment well a lot of it is my fault because I didn't know what I was doing and who else so. Uh, some of it lies with the community because they disapproved of my activities Which and the ac activities that were conducted on the premises without my knowledge. And who else? The media for portraying pe people like us in a negative fashion. What do you mean people like us? People men's, like nerds. Men's, men's rights activists? Well, yeah, I fall on that committee, or I fall under that grouping, I fall under the grouping of bicyclists, I fall under the grouping of nerds, of geeks, of sushi lovers. Now you're a hunk, though, look at you. The media despises sushi lovers and bicyclists. Yep, they do. It's almost do. like everything that you've, every group you've chosen to associate yourself with are persecuted it's, minorities. That's right. Except I'm a white guy, and we all have white privilege. You know that? Yes. You, and you... You sound like you, a social justice warrior. No, I'm not a social justice warrior. I hate those guys. <laughs> oh, Squall. Would you blame them for no. the failure of Seriously Book? No, Bl because blame all, that the media. Stuff, all that stuff happened after the fact and have no relevance to the issue. Wow, so you're blaming the media. Anyone else so who you have a, a grievance to air with? A grievance to air. Squall, would you say you feel your biological clock ticking? Do you feel like if you don't have a... if you don't give birth to another Seriously Books within the next few years, it may never happen? No. How long do you think you can still get pregnant with the idea of a seriously book? I'm still carrying all of the information, all the knowledge up here in my brain, cranium, Womb. cavity. Womb is the best word. No. Will, you tell, will you tell my listeners what you're doing? I'm pointing at my head, pointing at my brain, at all the information that I've obtained from this experience. So you've already given birth to Seriously Book. What would be the name of the bookstore that you give birth to next? Say it right now I, here on the podcast. This is a breaking exclusive. When the Side. when the follow up, yeah. When the second son or daughter or daughter daughter was a daughter. Do you think of Did you think of seriously books as more of a son or a daughter? A person. I don't assign gender to it. Okay. When you give birth to the second person, what will you name it? I don't know yet. I'm shaking my head because how about, I'm not certain. How about Adams? A-D-A-M apostrophe S. 
<laughs> no, because that's the worst name ever. It's the first the, name ever. The worst. The wor- It is the first. <laughs> is name that what you said? Talks. It, it's it is the first name, but it's also the worst name. No, if anything, I would name it Grape Ape, just because it's ridiculous. Grape Ape, just like the person, hey, Grape Ape, just like the person who's mo- moniker. <laughs> Goodness, that's alarming. Oh, all right. Well, I think this is falling apart now. Everyone's very tired. Squall, you look tired. You look old and emaciated. Yep, I am and old. one of your glasses lenses is fogged and the other isn't. Yep. I should be getting new glasses sometime this year. But eye exams are really expensive. So, Well, not eye exams, but getting glasses, period, is really yeah. expensive. Well, I believe it. It's the All world right. we live in. So, so when should we look for the Seriously Books 2? Whatever its name is going to be. This will be in the, the last word. August? In the future. August is in the future. Could it, could it, if everything broke right, could we see the new location by August? Nope. <laughs> well, so it's, then let's say here's to the life and death of Seriously Book, an idea that will never live again. We'll see. We'll see. All right, you need some sleep, Squall. So do we. We're headed to New Mexico in the morning. So we will talk to you sometime else. All right, can I show really quick? Okay, YouTube backslash Squallsade. And I have a Facebook, Squall Gillum. And my phone number, whatever, I don't know. I don't have a Twitter. But you can find all my stuff on my YouTube channel. All right. Have well a good done, night, Squall. Squall. Well done. Yep. All right. Bye. Bye.